Welcome into another episode of Boys Don't Lie to Podcast. I'm Ashay Sanchez with you for episode 27. I got Owen Burke in the building with me, Samari Sanchez, and myself. I'm let the guys say what's up. What's up, guys? Yeah, what's going on, y'all? Hope y'all having a blessed week. Yeah. We recorded the episode between this, the one for the Uvalde show. I think I might make that a bonus episode, not an episode episode. So this one will be 27. But, you know, show love to the episode as well. We'll drop it as a Lucy. Um, We got some news for the people. I'm going to let O-Dog explain the news. But we got some news for the people explaining just for as far as the show. Okay. So, so obviously... Life gets crazy at times. Um, I've got a lot of stuff going on with my kid and stuff at work right now. Shay's starting a new job. And then uh, Sam and Shay may be moving, coming up soon here as well. So got a lot of stuff going on in individual life. So we are going to be taking a break here. We'll have this show, obviously, for you. We'll have next week for you guys. And then we will be taking to be before you continue. And scheduling-wise, this is just the easiest thing to, to kind of cut down on being a father and trying to have a social life and work and all other things. So we will be taking a break, but we will be back for y'all later yeah. on. So we'll be back in the meantime. So make sure you guys stay locked in, man. We got uh, we still have more content with you. I'll probably keep the TikTok going and keep on with shit like that. But speaking of TikTok, we ain't posted a TikTok and only acting assholes of themselves. So be careful, man. I feel like we had that Uvalde talk. We were like, man. It's just not safe to have a gun in your hand and do the stuff that people were doing. And I feel like since we've had that talk, motherfuckers was like, yeah, I'm going to go do more damage to what's already been done to America. Like, like this try seeing this fucking flag at half status more than delayed times. Like, it's just getting delayed. It's just staying there longer and longer and longer. Yeah. Like, wow, why do we got full-size flagpoles, man? So <laughs> like, we don't ever put that shit up at full mass anymore. It's sad. It's always at half. Shit's fucking crazy, bro. But, I think it was Tulsa. Yeah. I remember the guy said the reasoning behind that was he didn't like how the doctor did his surgery. Um, yep, yep, yep. That's how you solve that problem. Mm-hmm. Could have just left a negative Yelper. It's just getting too too redundant, man. Yeah, there's too much to keep track of. There's a lot of them. Like, there's been like nine shootings since Texas happened. Since that school shooting in Texas, so we've heard fifty people died in the Nigerian church, bro. It's like the number just gets like people are just trying to go beat me. I'm surprised I even heard about that. To be honest. Yeah. I'm very used to the American media being, oh, it didn't happen here, so they didn't. Nigerian church. My apologies. Nah, it's all good. Um, I do want to talk about the Patrick Mahomes and uh, <laughs> Josh Allen, Tom Brady. Oh, yeah, right. I literally watched that thing. The match. That shit was so fine. Like, not the match itself, but just like. Just them talking. All the like, footage that yeah, they get for it. The yeah. interview. The like, instincts. I watched the one with the with JJ Watt. JJ Watt, you're not talking to your mic. JJ Watt, he didn't. Um, he did the interview with them, and then there was another one with um, EJ, and like he he got more deep with them. 
and it was kind of cool. Like the one with JJ Watt was kind of funny because like they were just like answering media like the internet's questions. But that motherfucker Tom Brady is a fucking marketing god, bro. Like every time they would be like something, he'd be like, they'd be like, "What do you eat?" He'd be like, "Oh, I have a supplement packet on TV12, Sports TV12." Or he like, "Go get your new polo at Brady.com." Like, motherfucker always wrapped that shit right back to himself, bro. That shit was fucking hilarious, bro. I know he was talking about. Um, he said that the. Worst person that he's ever had to play, or like worst DB or something. Josh Allen said Tre'Davious White. I figured. Yeah. Goody two shoes, Josh. Got to pick a fucking teammate. Patrick Mahomes can do that because he's got scrubs playing out there on defense. <laughs> He'd be like, I don't even know who my starting DBs are to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. It's like I'd be having to look at the name on the helmet there in training camp. Otisay, Otisay, Sneed. Yeah. Sneed, but Donny Badger. Yeah. He's he gone. Yeah. He's if you would have resigned, you probably would have. Yeah, he's a he's saint. Like, Fuck him. <laughs> Go to New Orleans. Play with Jameis. <laughs> that secondary in New Orleans is gonna be so freaking good. Dude. It's gonna be crazy. The defense Marcus got better. Lost yeah. who? Marcus. Mark Williams. Oh yeah, Mark Williams. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if they would have upgraded with Tyron Matthew, but like just the secondary overall is very good. It's not better than Baltimore's, but it's solid. It's still gonna be top five secondaries in the league. Said, not better than Baltimore's. Nah, nobody's got a better secondary than Baltimore, and I'll fight to the death on that one. Like a lot of sports takes, I'm like everybody's entitled to their opinion because most of it is opinions. Like who you think is bad years, but it's a couple years in the last ten years they've had yeah, really bad injury bugs. So yeah, um, yeah, the match is always fun. Like I just because it's I feel like the NFL. Like, their media team as a whole just kind of paints, like, this goody-two-shoes pictures of everybody. Like, like where do you ever see, like, the NFL never posted Antonio Cromartie and, or not Antonio Cromartie, Corlin Finnegan and Andre Johnson fighting. You had to go to, like, it was sports and somebody else was posting it. Like, the NFL is like, stop bullying. Yeah. <laughs> Ta- yeah. <laughs> We're all good role models. Yeah, like it's such a like a goody two shoes huh? thing. So then to see them be able to sit there and just like shit talk each other openly in front of a mic is refreshing because that's how they really are. I guarantee you, Tom Brady isn't like. Oh, Tom is the funniest nigga out of all of them. Hundred percent, yeah. Because remember when Josh had pulled up his draft date picture? It was like afterwards, motherfucker. Tom pulled out a ball. He was like, Josh was like, Yeah, I've seen one. I just never. Had, I don't yeah. got it. They're like, they're like, What's your biggest fear? And Patty was like, Overtime. And I was like. Oh my fucking god! Here no, we go. he said a coin toss. Oh, he said a coin flip. Yeah, he said yeah. a coin toss. That shit was funny. It is. He was like, he was like, he was like, what did he say? He was like, like, why did you have to go there? And then they were like, Josh, what is Patty's biggest fear? And he was like, what is he was like, uh, having a like carry me through this game. I was like, Josh, you're not talking shit. But you on that field, you are the worst competitor ever, bro. Yeah, everybody remembers that when KC sent him home last year in the AFC title game, he was bitching, bro. Motherfuckers did. Yeah. I I just wanted to see him talk shit. He didn't really talk shit to nobody. No. Man too poised. It's going to be a good season this year. I'm ready for the NFL to kick back up. Do you see why Tom Brady Mm -hmm. said he came back? Mm -hmm. He said he felt pressure with the whole, like, 
the free agency thing. Like all the free agents that was happening over before he had time back, like all the free agent signings. Oh, yeah. like the Bucks went and made moves, and he was like, "All right, well, maybe." Yeah, I still can't believe Ali Marpet retired. I know that's gonna hurt him. They did a decent job in free agency trying to fill that hole, but it's hard to replace a Pro Bowl guard when you lose one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was fun though. On to the next thing, I want to talk. Oh yeah, I want to send condolences. To Atlanta, trouble died. Yep. Yes, sir. And Metro Boomin's mother died. Man, so our love and condolences to them, man. Or her home family, home. it's at least, and our love and condolences to Metro. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, stunned stop, bro. Not even that. I just, I think more so in the last couple weeks. Just I went to a funeral not too long ago. I just started to notice how, like, precious life is, like, more and more, like, just with the deaths that's going around. Like, you can literally, we can literally be doing this podcast right now, God forbid, die tonight. Or die in an hour. Yeah. Like, you never know when you're going to get taken away, bro. So, enjoy the moment. I'll be safe. It's a lot of stuff that's coming. It's a lot of deaths, too. Motherfucker been striking, boy. But, um, Trouble was, like, a big part of our, um, mm-hmm. college soundtrack, where whenever me and Owen, oh, me, me and Tyler used to play that shit. The whole school life, like... I was like, I didn't listen to him as much, but I do remember the memes. That motherfucker was so funny. Like, <laughs> we would always so funny about him, bro. Like, I remember there was a point in time from, like, after 2018 when he dropped the album that me and Tyler like we watched his documentary together and then it went from like 2019 up like we had that motherfucker's post notifications on and like we would literally wait for Instagram live cause that motherfucker was like the funniest nigga on earth bro like just wait for that nigga to go on live it wasn't just because it is the way he like the Atlanta nigga was crazy like the way he taught, yeah, he carried himself. That, that video of him at the Braves game is still one of the funniest. <laughs> Hello, yeah, gonna go to a Braves game, talk things, got my thigh pads on. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> That's my shit, bro. So you know, when, when he he said something that was so bad, it took was, me like two weeks to understand what he was saying in that video. Say, so he said, "Say you know, I forget what he said, bro, but." I remember that shit. I, the funniest one is when he went to the Hawks game, bro. Oh. The Hawks game, he said, "Get this nigga can't baseball out the game. That boy shrimp tater shrimp basket." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hold on, bro. I'm, I'm gonna do a live. Uh, I got a live interpretation right here on the live on the show, bro. Damn, my apologies. Nah, you good, bro? I'm gonna do a live interpretation right here live on the show. Bring it on. That nigga. <laughs> That nigga was literally our college. Hey, Ty, you're on. The, you're on, you're you're live on the show. What? You're live on the show. You're on mic. Oh, what did okay. what did what did Trouble say at the uh, at the the Hawks game? Uh, the Hawks game. Mm-hmm. Kent Bazemore. Oh. At the Braves game. I remember what he said. I don't know what he said. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so fast. It was gibberish. <laughs> All right, I'll call you back later. All right. 
That shit used to, bro. We used to watch every trade. That nigga said, yeah, I got, I'm gonna go play for the Falcons. Got my thigh pads on. And he had like 200 stacks of just money in this shit. He was like, got my pad pads on. My my favorite video is when the Falcons had invited him to the training to the training facility, uh-huh. and it was him and uh it was him and that nigga KP Kyle Pitts, <laughs> and he was like, God damn, this nigga bigger hell, <laughs> and that nigga Kyle Pitts just was laughing. He like he like he threw the ball. He said, "Motherfucker, you supposed to make me look good, nigga. God made you. God bless you, nigga. He ain't blessed me like that. God damn, that shit was funny, bro." But hey, bro, prayers to him. Prayers to fucking Metro too, bro. I know that nigga going through it, bro. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine what it's like to lose a parent, let alone mm-hmm. your mom, bro. Yeah, nah, nah I don't. I don't even want to think about it. Like, it's crazy. We'll cross that bridge. When we get there fifty years down the road, God yeah. willing. So that shit just because I, I remember the stories. Like if you ever know, like he was close to his mom, bro. But not only was he close to his mom, it's just like. The things she did for him to get him successful to this point. Like he said that his mom used to take him from St. Louis to Atlanta every single weekend so he could make tapes with other rappers and put his name out and work. And she would bring him back to St. Louis every single weekend, bro. I was like, that's fucking crazy until he started he started making shit with Thug and Gucci and OJ the Juice Man. OJ the Juice Man was the first person he got a song with and shit crazy, bro. Shout out my man Metro, bro. But which is even crazy because like I just want to know how this is gonna like not to be um like to diminish the fact that obviously he just lost his mother, but to see like if it's gonna shift what he's already been making because he just was talking about he's about to be done with his most recent creation and like I want to see if this is like I mean obviously I foresee it being postponed, but like is it gonna shift the actual sound that he was going for? add to it or I don't know I'm kind of interested into that but definitely my condolences to you and your family Metro for sure shit's insane man cause like when I read the highlight not highlight but the uh, the article when I first seen it I was like wait like bro man killed her then killed himself I was like bro like wow that's crazy like you just never know, man. You be careful. I'm sorry, guys. We, we we constantly people be talking. Not to we were talking on the side note. I'm gonna switch it over to a lighter note. Yeah. My sister, what's the gas? What's the gas here? Four sixty four. Yeah, it was up there. My sister just sent me this in Columbus. It's four twenty nine. Oh, I love it's cheaper that. down there. Oh God. She said one more cent and I'm gonna find a way to fly to work. <laughs> Tell her when she figures it out, you let me know, dog. Please C me now you know. I got a half an hour drive every day. I'll I need that. What? <laughs> oh, make sure I put my bug repellent shades on. Yeah, like, <laughs> say, hey, I'm finna fly down to the gas station. You want some? <laughs> On my, I can't wait on for Bugs to get bigger Literally. so you can see some of this shit that kids do. Like, he's in a joy phase right now. Like, he's going through life and he hasn't got to, he's one in November, right? Yeah. So, you got a long time, but like, I'm looking at Dylan right now. Mm-hmm. He's two. So, he's in his terrible twos. So, the past couple times that I've called him, except for yesterday, that motherfucker's been doing some devious shit. Like, I think the other day, my sister was talking to me, and, like, 
she was so like we were me and Ajay have constant conversations like to check up on each other and um he had got the marker and written all over his hands and was trying to go and like <laughs> go to the wall and like just <laughs> stick it everywhere bro and I was like god damn like I don't like calling kids bad but I was like motherfucker you bad right now it's the issue is just like like you just gotta think like you have to teach him everything yeah like, he has no fucking idea that that's wrong he's yeah. like I wonder what happened if I do like it's just curiosity yeah, every yeah. time so like it's gonna be tough I think that's definitely gonna be a big challenge of parenting is like realizing that he has no fucking idea what he's doing right bro, now like it's a thing though like right now you could put Brody in his walker and like or just into like a swing and he'll probably fall asleep you can play the game but you you know if I turn my head he's gonna be right there right mm-hmm. your girlfriend knows if I turn my head he's gonna be right there yeah the motherfucker not moving yet the the fact is when he gets to that age where he's able to move is the worst thing cause that motherfucker's exploring and trying to find out different shit in the house yeah. so I've been like, she's been having like the safety proof it like that motherfucker tried to get a fork the other day and go to the fucking plug and like play uh, with it yep. and I was like what the fuck is this nigga doing and my stepdad was talking to me he was like but my stepdad don't give a fuck he just don't give a fuck like, the other day he told me he was going up the stairs and Dylan fell down and he was like, I told him, get up, dust it off. I was like, you can't tell no kid to just get up and dust it off. He's two years old, Brad. Come on. But I just, I don't know. Brief, 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 and died. I, that shit is just funny. Yes. Kids, growing up, life is just funny, bro. It is. You're not wrong. All right. Next thing I want to talk about, LeBron James is a billionaire. Yes, First sir. NBA player to ever be a billionaire. No. Are we surprised? No, not really. No. Nick and Child. What do you guys think about the Darvin Ham signing? I loved it. And I loved it because I don't know who he is. <laughs> I think that was the biggest thing. Like, the issue that Bron's always had is they're like, oh, that guy was good. Two years ago, or that guy's coming over from overseas, or that guy was an assistant when Brown was in Cleveland, or let's hire T. Lou, like whatever the case may be. Like, finally, I feel like like this is a head coaching hire that you make if you don't have LeBron. I think that's what they needed, and so I'm excited to see where they go because we all know how talented that roster is. How old is whatever. I don't care. Like, you have three All Star level players on that team, and I think that. Hopefully with a year under everybody's belts, hopefully somewhat playing together here and there that they can get some type of chemistry on the floor. And as much as everyone wants to point the finger at Russell Westbrook, like the more I think about it, the the, the way that I look at it when it comes to Russ is that you got to think that, first of all, this is the fourth team he's been on in four years. Like that's bottom line like that no matter what the stature whether you're Patrick McCall or you're Russell Westbrook like that's a lot to handle for a player to bounce to team to team to team like that mm-hmm. especially such, playing in a large role yeah, like saying, have if, such a large role yeah so and also powers. I think it's probably the first time in four years where he wasn't the focal point of the offense probably the first time in in 
six to eight years where he hasn't been the focal point of the offense. So the thing with him is he's always been able to get away with inefficiency because the volume was there. Like, you can shoot 45% from the field, or, like, your percentages can be down if you're scoring 50, 60 a night, you know, if you're going out there. But, like, when you're only taking 10 shots a night you can only hit three of them, that's when the efficiency really starts to be glaring because well, you shot 30% and you only had six points. Like, that's an issue. You know, like, when you have... 40, it's not a, a, an issue. So hopefully he can adjust to the role of being – I really want to see him lock into a defensive type of mentality. Like, I'd love to see him just turn into, like, Drew Holiday. Like, this is the first time in Russell Westbrook's career, at least in the last 8 to 10 years since KD left, where he can play – put a majority of his effort on the defensive side of the ball, and the team will probably be fine. Like, I think if he just locks into this playmaker, just two-way playmaker, if the, if the dunk's there, I'll take it. But I'm just going to facilitate and just clamp the shit out of whoever I'm guarding. And then I think they'll be fine. But I, I do like the Darvin Ham hire because hopefully it, there shouldn't be any budding personalities. Like, I don't think heads should butt. And that's where a lot of issues come with Braun is because David Black comes over and he's one of the best European coaches, one of the better coaches in the world probably even, including the NBA. And he's coming in trying to tell LeBron how to run the show. It's not going to float well. And now, now you have a guy that's, like, paid his dues and is getting his first shot. And I think Braun knows that. And hopefully there's a better working connection there. But I liked it because it was different than the rest of them. Because Eric Spolster is really the only guy that's, I was going to say survived, but, like, succeeded long-term with LeBron James. And succeeded afterwards. T. Lou's done a lot better. I used to think that T. Lou was just a byproduct of what LeBron did. Yeah, and I do, too. He's definitely proved me wrong with what he's been able to do with the Clippers now. So yeah, that's actually a good point. I like that. That done when that team gets healthy is still a West Coast contender. Yeah, hundred percent. As much as I don't. It want seems to admit as it. if like in the most recent times I've like was talking about this at work the other day. Like the East Coast has come about to be more of like I feel like complete teams as the West Coast are more teams that are good based off the system that they play in. Like, because when you look at, like, the East Coast teams, you got your Brooklyn, you got, you know, shit, your Hornets team is a complete team, Miami's a complete team, not Phoenix, uh, 76ers is a complete team, Timberwolves is a complete team. Well, technically Timberwolves is in the West, but you know what I'm saying? Like, they should be in the East. That's how I think about it. But, Anywho, West Coast teams, like, ain't too many just completely com- good, like, top-to-bottom teams. Denver, that's a complete team. Mavericks, as much as people try to count out Porzingis or whatever the case may be, it's still a complete team. You see what they're able He's to do. Is he a free agent? I believe so. You talking about? Yeah, I believe so. I believe he's a free agent. KP, yeah, he's, I believe he's a free agent. He's probably going to leave Dallas, too. Yeah, definitely. I would take him back in New York in a heartbeat. What? Yes. Him and Robinson? I thought he was not even on a team no more. KP? Yeah. Oh, wait, no. He was in uh, Washington. I don't know if his deal's up at the end of the year or not. But remember, he got sent to the Wizards at the deadline for Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, sure which is did. Still You're damn right. Oh, weird. I forgot about that shit. I did, too. Holy shit. I forgot about that. Um... I don't know if he's a free I thought he was a free agent this year. I could be wrong. Yeah, you're right. He's on the Washington he's on the Washington Wizards. Is he a free agent though? Look. 
You might still like that system. That's a good team to be with. Kurt Roy Romachi. Yeah, we'll see if uh, Porzingis. They gotta um, get Bradley Beal back on contract too, though. Bradley Beal. Nah, he's not a free agent until 2024. Nah, so they just traded. Okay, that's a good. Pick that up. team can be nice if. Uh, but again, look, another East Coast team. Come yeah. Possibly I, complete? Yes or no? Question mark. They need, they need, another, they need another one guard. Bro, I was watching. Time. I was watching a clip the other day, and I completely forgot John Wall existed. To be honest with you, who? John Wall. Oh my god! Like I just saw. Like I was watching clips of him, and I saw his face, and I was like, "That's what it's mean today." I was like, "I haven't seen this one for so long. I done forgot what John Wall looked like. Like was, he looked weird." It was like a meme, and it was like his uh, jersey, his rookie jersey. And then it was like the zig text, and it was like, "Do I have to? Do I have to protect John Wall?" Right Got now? to put into pictures and defend John Wall, and right I remember that and the fucking the flex emoji with yeah. the hand turned out. Yeah, that shit was funny. Go man. Yeah, bruh. It's so weird that like he's still in the league. Like he's an active. He's not active, but he's on the Rockets roster still yeah. technically. Yeah. Is he a bust, y'all? No. <sighs> no. I don't think you can really like. It's so crazy because like if he was good right now, he'd probably be my favorite, one of my favorite players. I, I love John Wall, bro. I'll be hundred percent real with you. I think a majority of the players in the NBA are busts today and age. Like, because you look at guys yeah. that get drafted. Because well, and it's also the term bust is also depends on like what you're expecting yeah. on each yeah. number in the draft. Like some people draft a guy at 14 and expect him to turn the franchise around, and there's some guys that get drafted at six and are like we want to be a role player to help our stars. Like so, it's all about kind of what you're looking for and what you think your team's looking for. Well, in that scenario is coming from. Yeah, so like um, I'm trying to think of an example. Um, like, Lonzo technically to me is a bust. I love Lonzo. I think he's still a good player. I think he possibly can be an all-star still in his career at some point. But for being drafted number two overall and a pick before Jason Tatum, he's a bust. Like, and and a lot of times it can also be decided by who's drafted after you, too. Like, if somebody big goes behind you, you're like, all right, shit, you can sit there and look at and say otherwise. Like, Ricky Rubio, solid. Solid NBA player, good rotational guy. He's taking seventh overall. I'm not taking a rotational guy at seventh overall. Like that's a bust to me. So yeah, he was such a like another thing that people have to come, uh, think about as well is like at that time, like you gotta think about like who is more complete at that time. And at that time, Ricky Rubio in that draft was more complete and skilled. He was so skilled coming yeah. out of. I guess You're technically college, Spain? like yeah, yeah from Spain. Spain. Like, I don't know how that technically works for international ball, but you know what I'm saying. Like he was just on a different, a different spectrum of, as, as a one-two guard. Yeah, because I saw I saw a tweet the other day, and I think it was after Wiggins absolutely baptized uh, Luca, and they're like. Andrew Wiggins has proven that it's never too late to shake off the bus tag, and I was like, he's still a bust. Like for a number one overall pick, he's terrible, but. If he would have been picked at 25, you're like, that's a steal. Like, Jordan Poole, steal. Great pick. Like, great. He's overperformed where he's at. And like, Andrew Wiggins is solid now. He's proven that he can still be a, a competent basketball player and a decent role player for teams. But when you take a guy at number one overall, that's not what you're looking for. Like, so so to me, Andrew Wiggins is still a bust. It's not that he's bad. It's just 
you were taking number one overall. Like you should be. You're supposed to be a star. You should be in Steph's shoes, not your sh- where you're at right now. You know, like you should be the leading star of a team. Is not, Anthony Bennett still in the league? Nah, he's been out the league for a while. He didn't last past his rookie deal, from what I remember. I remember that year. That was such a crazy ass year for sports because Anthony Bennett was projected at eight overall and went one to the Cavs. And that same year, um, Eric Fisher was projected the eighth overall pick and he went number one to the Chiefs. I was, That's fucking crazy. And then, yeah. they, and then they both. Well, Eric yeah. Fisher did. Fisher. Later, like these yeah. last three years, Eric Fisher's turned around, but the first like four, five, six years of his career was fucking terrible. I would say Eric Fisher. He got yeah. to turn up. Eric yeah. Fisher is mad decent now, but mad in, in Kansas City, so he was funny. terrible. So, it's like you can shake it and like make something of your career, but for an what overall, he with, like, like Houston, who Eric Fisher? He's in uh, Indy. Well, I think is oh yeah, 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 yeah. You have the right division. He got his ring, and he didn't leave after the ring, did he? Thinks did he get a, he? Th- I think he got a ring. Yeah, he got the ring. Yeah, but did he leave after it? I think so. Yeah, because yeah. I know he's not in Kansas City anymore. Because they have Orlando Brown. They went trade for that guy. They won the trade. <laughs> Who did <laughs> the Chiefs? And I'm like, I'm like, they won the trade. Like, You're I'm, I'm joking. Yeah, I, was I was like, like they, Baltimore they, definitely they won that trade. No doubt in my mind. I think Baltimore won the trade the second they picked it up. Like the second uh, we picked somebody that I knew was going to produce. I was like. Fucking, because and also it and again it all comes back to perspective. Like Orlando Brown wasn't going to resign in Baltimore, so like literally any deal we could have gotten was probably better than the alternative, which was him just walking for absolutely nothing. So like sometimes you have to look at packages and you're like, man, they gave up too much or they didn't get enough back. Like, do they guy. still have the guys that they got like Joe Thune and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Thune's still there. So they signed Thune in free agency. Creed Humphrey was the steal of the draft last year, mm-hmm. and then Orlando. Orlando, don't get me wrong. Orlando Brown Jesus. Solid. I don't remember him doing too much for them. Last he's a good center. Who? Orlando? Yeah. Yeah, he's, like I said, he's decent. At left tackle, he's probably like a top 15, top, maybe top 10 kind of guy. But he could have been the best right tackle in the game. I guarantee you that. Because, like, you know why you play right tackle? Is because you're not good enough to play left tackle. Like, that's yeah. usually what it is. Or they'll put the run blocker on the right hand side. And it also depends on what hand your quarterback throws the ball with. Sometimes they'll put your better tackle on the right side if you're a lefty to protect the blind side. But Orlando Brown Jr. wanted to play left tackle. And the issue is he wants to be paid like a top five left tackle. He wants Ronnie Stanley money. And I, I can't say that he's not going to get it because Brett Veach may unload the, the Brinks truck for him, which I think is a mistake. But. So, so it's all about, like, I, the more I talk about sports this way, the more I feel like it's just life. Like, everything's relative. Like, yeah. you're like, oh, I'm having such a shitty day. I'm like, well, I was like, I guarantee there's somebody in the world having It doesn't make your day any less shitty. Mm-hmm. But, like, I guarantee there's somebody probably in the same building as you that's having a shittier day than you are. But yeah. it doesn't minimize your problems. But at the same time, like, you do have to put in their perspective of, like, all right, well, it could be worse. Like, it's fucking annoying to sit there and be like, well, it could be worse. Like... I remember uh, what you tweeted earlier today because I'd never thought about it like that. And you were like, "Be the bigger person." It was uh, what did you say? Being the bigger person sounds like taking the the, the disrespect. Yeah, it was like yeah. it's like just take the disrespect or something like that. Like it all is perspective. Like just because somebody's day's worse than yours doesn't mean yours is 
like that you should feel good about yourself. Like you can't just eat shit all the time just because somebody else is eating more shit than you are. But mm-hmm. you have to take somewhat into account that you're not the only one going through stuff at least mm-hmm. at that point. So yeah, that's we got a little bit off topic, but <laughs> life. Yeah, it's exactly. No, I seen that. Uh, I I don't know why I was just sitting in my bed thinking that's a about good ass tweet. I can't even cap to you. I was like, damn, that's a good ass fucking. That was a good ass tweet. Um, I don't know if y'all seen the Corla Ray video. I really want to get you guys' thoughts on it. Huh? I'm gonna find it for you guys. So, I've seen a lot of shit, and a lot of people said that she's wrong. Because she didn't give him no type of... But a lot of people are saying that he's wrong. So, I'm going to let y'all think. Tell me what y'all think. Hold on. Where's the that? Where's the that? Where's the that? Where's the that? Here. Y'all let me know. She's press play. She'll see him. Oh, damn. I think I remember seeing this. Oh, damn. That's not it. I lost it. I clicked something and I lost it. Damn but, it, Owen. You have one job, man. But you what? Uh, <laughs> she was twerking on a fan on stage and then he tried to grab her and she kicked him off stage. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> sweet. Takes a different kind of a guy to get up on a coil of rage stage confidently. Did you kick the first one off? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. What was the question? Yeah, that's that's a refocus. Oh, it took the worst time on my. I swear to God, I was about what to. What are we talking about here? What the fuck are we talking about now? <laughs> yeah, I'm so lost. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, bro, I was hella confused. So what's the deal? So basically. People kept saying that she, like, there was, a, there was a lot of debate, like, a week or two ago, and a lot of people were saying that she was in the wrong, and that he was in the wrong, and a lot of people were trying to take her side, and I think it's more guys taking her side than anything, hold on, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna show you a clip, really? so you guys, I'm surprised guys are signed with her. Yeah, there's a lot of guys. It's the same. Play the clip before we talk about it. I'm gonna play the clip real quick. Before I start going off. Snapping. Hold on. Let me find the clip. Here it is. She put it down on stage, give him a lap dance, a little show. He got a little antsy, and he grabbed her ass, and Coleray told him to get him the fuck off the stage. Good. I like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He was just a little too, a little too excited, a little too aggressive. Little Devil's too- advocate. I think she invited that kind of energy when she did what she did. Oh. Unless you have the first time. For she pulled him on stage, hopped on him. Yeah, for a lap dance, hopped on him and started popping on him. But 
But the video like before she gets on and twerks like she moves his hands off his lap mm-hmm. so she can dance without him touching her like mm-hmm. like it's the same thing like going to I the think strip he, club I, like, it's whenever she got off and he yeah and he went to grab yeah. yeah but like I said like to me before she twerked on you she moved her hands guess what that means don't touch me like like so but I mean I can see both sides of you but I'm gonna lean with her cause it's the same thing as going to a strip club like you can't touch the female unless they invite you to like you're not supposed to like and even then is risking a lot cause exactly. if somebody see you it's like some of the bouncers would still yeah. just do it even if they gave you permission but girls can touch the girls I remember when we went to Magic City. Uh, the shoddy was sitting there. She was patting shoddy eyes. Yeah. She was like, oh, nigga, don't you touch her, though. <laughs> That's true. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of double standards when it comes to when when it comes to men and women that way. Like, I mean, there is millions of double standards you could jump to when it comes to that type of boundary. Like, she wouldn't. Yeah. She, she probably wouldn't have kicked him off stage for literally anything else. Like, I kind of. Cause you were, like, just play I think, it safe and don't touch her ass. Like where she was coming from is like Janet Jackson honed that. Ass. Like that was <laughs> that was a Joni, that was a Janet Jackson thing. But she used to like tie niggas down and do it. Mm. I don't think you should you necessarily have to tie niggas down. But you know if you get on that type of t- nigga, that type of time and niggas is, you know what niggas is doing. But like if a bitch is dancing on me, I don't know. Cause I guess it's all showbiz. This is what know. I would say. Is I think he's in the wrong for grabbing her the way he did, but at the same time, like she did put herself in that type of situation by pulling a guy up on stage because she could have just been like, "I'm for the dance, don't Bro, grab my ass." Like, he, buddy was on stage with his shirt. Yeah, up. buddy pulled his shirt up. Like, like he should have been on that time. Like when buddy pulled his shirt up, if I was her, I would have been like, "I right, never mind." Like, yeah. get somebody else. Yeah, here. exactly. Like, obviously, you came here. She for told the nigga reason. put his shirt down. Nigga took that shit. Still halfway leave. Yeah, bitch was still at Ezekiel Elliott. Cuff. Yeah. Like, come on now. <laughs> the bottom line is like for a guy like play it safe. Don't touch her ass. Like, if if she didn't tell you, hey, Rory, right though. That I know that move, boy. I know what you're trying to cup. do with that. Yeah, move, exactly. Bro. Yeah, he right there. I don't think that matters like where he put it and like just in general yeah but don't do as that. a guy you know what you're trying to do bro. yeah I always, ask, it worse. yeah I always ask the dumbass question like um you go to a event or a function you know niggas is, is you know drunk or whatever the case may be the music's playing whatever and a girl comes up to you and asks me like what do you what is it like as a man what's the angle here what are you supposed to do like I mean I mean like motherfuckers laughing like they oh nigga I'm no, but like, seriously, like, think about what I'm saying. Like, what are you supposed to do? Because think about it. If you invite yourself into that type of time, one, you got to look at all the spectrum of that. Who is this? Have I ever seen her? Is she here with somebody else? Was there a group of girls around her? Is there a nigga that's looking like, is this like a setup? There's so many aspects of that before you even get to dance. 
I'm you know sitting back. I'm putting my hands on the back of my head, and I'm just. You finna hit with the my hands? I think it's time for the hit with the Yeah, I'm finna, I'm finna just start me like, like I'm finna enjoy the show while it lasts. And if she fuck. moves my hands, if she reaches up, move my hands. All right, cool. Or if she tells me something. I put cool. it by my. I'm not moving by my hands. I may not put it by like. I like, just like. What I'm are you just, supposed to do though? Like not even to keep my hands out the way, but just like I'm like I'm cool and like I'm. What not is the proper way to dance with a girl? What does that look like? Like I said, but again, man, that's on her because she yeah. didn't put him in a situation, put herself in that situation. situation. You guys are at a club. You're in. A, this is a hypothetical situation because we all know that you're in a relationship. So you're talking about me being single, yes. okay? But you guys are both in the club, and a girl, and a drunk girl comes and dances on you, and out of nowhere, you just you with the homies and she start throwing ass on you. What do you do on that approach? Like we standing up. Like yeah. in the just dancing. like you just in the dance floor, you guys just chilling, mobbing. She comes, she start dancing on you. I'm not gonna lie, nine times out of ten, I'm not gonna be there. But if it do happen, I'm still gonna you. avoid the situation. I don't like being confronted. So how do you on avoid the situation? I'm not putting my hands on her, but I like I probably I'm going just, to. Just, hey, yeah, yeah. I like I do something with my hands up. That make sure nobody's <laughs> make sure nobody's coming out of my blind side to sock me in the mouth, like. Like and then try to talk to her at some point before no, we continue to dance. But like I don't know what would I about do face. Fort March. I'm fucking. I'm so definitely not. Just, I'm definitely not put my. I'm not immediately grabbing her hips. Like I'm not. <laughs> I'm definitely that not. That something. Like Red knows this shorty. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> she got going on. Where are you going? Yeah. Where your mom's at? <laughs> I'm definitely not doing that. But I don't know. It all depends. Like. On the energy, I guess, in the situation, like, and that's a being the girl being drunk is a whole nother fucking issue that you'd have to dive into afterwards. But I mean, she want to dance exactly like I'm like, all right, she want to dance, cool. I'm not finna impede this dance at all. I'm finna just fucking. I was like, I might like groove back and forth with it, but like. The hands is not... I'm not touching her at all until she tells me otherwise or moves my hands. That's some of the most attractive shit a girl can ever do as well. Like, she moves your hand. Like, like if I was standing there and then she reached back and pulled my hand down, I'd be like, ah, all right, well... But we I don't know. Like, we gotta leave the club now. She's drunk, though. Well, see, if she's drunk, like I said, it's a whole nother can of worms that you have to fucking worry about. Because I don't want to be pushing her off me at the same time. Because that's going to cause a scene and cause a whole nother issue. So that's why you got to play the medium. Or just take yourself out of the situation. Like, you can do what Sam so says, just doing? fucking walk away. We you going to entertain that shit? I don't see, like... See, I don't so like, you're, you're pushing her away and just walking away. I'm not touching. I'm going to look at... The situation happens slow motion before you even like get the ass near my area of my nono square. I'm going to about face and just go the other direction, nigga. I, bro, you gotta be the nigga. Oh, just listen, bro. And, like this is a distraction for something. So then, how do you get out? That's my question. Like you don't just, see her coming up because a lot I'm of just not going to entertain. Like I'm gonna walk away. Like I'm gonna like whoa. Like I'm gonna back up. Like. As crazy as that ludicrous as that sounds, I'm not going to just sit there and let it happen, bro. Because okay. then as soon as that shit come out, beam on my chest, I'm fucking get sniped in the club, bro. Like, no, I'm not going. Niggas, niggas is not finna snipe you, bro. <laughs> niggas always gotta take this shit to the next. But I mean, bar. you just don't know, bro. People, <laughs> people getting shot out at our little in, individual bars out here. In there Canada, are bro. So, so you know what I'm saying. He has a decent point because there are some girls that will like go dance on another dude to start shit. A guy that she that he can touch her just to see the bouncer kick his ass afterwards, like. 
there are people like out that in the world. So not you even have a valid that, point. Like, there's people out there that really try to indulge themselves in confrontation by like trying to start shit, like insinuating more bullshit. You feel what I'm saying? I like, do think I'm not trying to get lined, girl. I'm not trying to get set up because you know what I'm saying man's then said you couldn't get that fucking shirt you wanted from the store earlier today like and they said oh you need to stop drinking shawty you, you too wasted now you thought trying to last and they get mad I'm not I'm not Superman I'm not saving you I'm not that nigga bro like, I just, not me <laughs> so you that bitch I think it's so hilarious that we're sitting here having this whole conversation keep camping that bitch imagine trying to have this conversation the other way around like would you be just a female in the club and a dude walks up and just starts like grabbing you like grabbing you and like a lot of times girls just take like, like, girl and they but, just go to the bathroom like imagine the conversation we just shit. had like I'm like I'm it's dancing sad. like I'm cooling whatever you know like I don't want no problems he's like I'm finna walk away like we're talking about like us going up to a girl and then doing that to them like pulling them out to the dance floor and start red boning when she didn't want to like that's such a rap. Yeah, you catch the case, dog. You're like, that's fucking, dance with my we're over here like, what would you do in this situation? You're like, I would respectfully decline. I'd do this and that. Like, we're like, we flip the roles. You're like, motherfucker, you going to jail. Like, there's no, like, you're, you're probably getting punched in the mouth. Like, there's probably three dudes that don't even know the girl to probably finish jumping you. Funny though, just, <laughs> on, just on principle alone. Like, uh, it's funny, though, because the first thing you said is, I'm not pushing her away. Yeah, I'm not. I can't. But if you, she was you, she gonna push you away if she don't want to dance. Oh, hundred percent, yeah. And she gonna kick. And she gonna do whatever it is that like, she like. And that's it's all because of the perception of what happens after. Like if I push her off now, I've created the issue because I created the contact to get her away. Yeah. And so, but that makes me the bad guy, right? Mm. But if a guy walked up to the girl and the girl pushed off, the guy's still the bad guy, not the girl at that point. Right. So again, we talk about those millions of double standards. There's one like a guy pushes a girl off because he doesn't want her to dance. He's an asshole because he laid his hands on a female, pushed her off. Like now, me being in a relationship, and a girl came up and tried to do that, I'd be like, no. Point to the ring figure. No, thank you. I'm good. <laughs> I'm going home to my female. I'm chilling. I got my homeboy here though. Like he's you know. What I'm saying? Okay. It's I have a question. I have a question. I have a question. I have a question. If you're in the club, me single me or relationship? Your relationship. Okay. And um, me. Tyler, maybe that event that we went to in October, the 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 band thing with um the like the little the open garage thing. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Say for instance, they started playing the music, right? Mm-hmm. And people were in there. They were turned. The girl, there's, she, uh, there's some girls. The girl came. Turned, she yeah. started talking, dancing with me. Yeah. Say for instance, that happened to you, but we're all having a conversation, but you're still you're in a relationship. Yeah. And the girl comes up and she just starts dancing on you. Nobody says anything. And the guy's just turning around and hey, hey, Would that piss you off that nobody tried to get the girl off of you? That the guys that you were with? I wouldn't I wouldn't say it would piss me off. Because the guys would have to go out of their way and put themselves in an uncomfortable situation at that point. Which I'm never going to ask. Because I don't know if I would... I always try to flip myself in those shoes. Like, if Sam was in a relationship and I started happening to him, would I step in would I be mm-hmm. like don't do that shit I don't know if I would mm-hmm. so I'm not gonna expect other people to do so either I would trust myself to be like hey no thank you like mm-hmm. I was like there's six other dudes in the circle of the single though like <laughs> fucking pick pick anybody but me at this point like you'll be right. good like 
So it, it it is like I hope I'm never in that situation. Cause I don't like confrontation. I don't like uncomfortable situations like that. So definitely not something I'm looking forward to ever having to deal with. Hopefully, I never have to. Okay. So the next question I have for you guys is uh why is telling the truth considered hate? What do you mean? In what context? I feel like whenever people have conversations or if they're telling the truth to somebody or like they're just being real with somebody, Whoa. people consider it Well, the truth hate. hurts. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. Because I mean, sometimes you don't want to hear what you need to hear. And that's the bottom line. That's what friends are for, mm-hmm. first of all. Like, if you've made it any length of a friendship over two, three years, and you've never been mad at that person once, like, whether you confront them about it or not, if they've never pissed you off, you're not friends. Mm-hmm. Like, because there's, there's something that went unsaid. There's something they should have checked you on or something. Like, I've been mad at Brendo before. I've been mad at Jake before. Like, and that's how I know because you're not supposed to get along with everybody. Like, imagine everybody that you've ever met in your life. Like, family. The people you've been around for years. Like, have you ever been mad at your dad before? Yeah. Have you ever been mad at your mom, your siblings, cousins? Like, you've yeah. been mad at your uncle before. Like been mad at everybody in this room. Exactly. Like, we've all been mad at each other because it's real. Like, that's because you said some shit that I needed to hear that I didn't want to hear. And I told you some shit you didn't need to hear that, that you didn't want to hear like yeah. that's the bottom line of the situation but that's what makes it real like I think it's just the way that people because if I sit here and just sugarcoat all this shit we're going to get six years down the road and then finally I'm going to lose it and I'm going to be like you do this 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 and this and you was like you were sitting here gassing me up the last time I did this shit yeah and I was like nah it's just bugged the shit out of me for six years I didn't say anything guess who's in the wrong me because no, I didn't yeah. say shit yeah. like exactly yeah. so so like it can be perceived as hate it's because you don't want to hear it and if you don't want to hear it it's probably because it's true like Mm -hmm. there's like a guilty conscience doesn't need forget or uh, a non-guilty conscience feels no need for leniency or anything like like if you go around the room say some some shit happened you know someone missing like, some got stole out your room. So you talk to me, Samari, and Rael, and you're like, who did it? And you're like, and you're sitting here, and you're like, you're trying to think, like, what you're going to do when you figure out who it is. You're like, I'm going to beat the shit out of them. Like, and you're talking to us individually, and you're like, what do you think I should do when I figure out who stole my shit? And you're like, you're trying to, maybe Elijah's also in the mix or whatever. And somebody, like, me, Sam, and Rael were like, I would beat the shit out of whoever. Like, if somebody stole my wallet out of my room, like, when I'm, like, we're all in here chilling, being friends, and somebody stole my wallet, I would beat the shit out of that person. No and then person the fourth that. person comes in is like, honestly, bro, shit goes missing. It probably didn't even go missing. Guess who fucking stole that wallet? <laughs> the nigga that, the motherfucker that knew that it's sitting out in his car right now. Yeah, That's right. why. So, so when it comes to telling the truth and shit, like, if, if it offends you, it's because it's accurate like and so that's why and you see this a lot of times in like you bring politics into like there's probably tons of gun loving american second you know second amendment guys that wanted gun control after what happened in texas and it's because they know that they're not the fucking problem you Mm -hmm. know like or or a better example is like when girls are like all or all men are trash or like they generalize all stereotypes or like all all nice guys are actually assholes and somebody gets offended you know why because it's that's true about them that's Mm -hmm. why they're offended 
It's like, you can't be offended by something that's not true about you. That's why, like, when people throw this blank statement of, like, oh, white people are all racist, like, it doesn't bother me at all. I don't care. Because I'm not. I know I'm not. I, have, I don't have a guilty conscience about it. But someone to sit there and be like, not all white people are racist. You know what? Like, there's a, whether it's large or slim, under the surface, above it, Confederate flag in the back of the truck, whatever it is, like, somewhere in that person's mind, there are some racist thoughts somewhere, in my opinion. That's, I mean, of course, that's my opinion. But that's how I feel about the situation. That's why it never bothers me to see I feel like all people stuff. have that, though. What do Whether you mean? it's black or white, I feel like everybody has a piece of racism inside of them. Well, yeah, I would agree. Or like prejudice. Yeah, prejudice. Like, yeah. whether it's joking or anything, I feel like everybody has that. Like, a lot of people probably feel like they're like, oh, no. You've, thought, you've had them thoughts before. Oh, yeah. I mean, whether it's subconscious or not, like, if yeah. you roll up to a, a stoplight and it's midnight on a on a Saturday night in Junction City and four guys are crossing the street and they stop and kind of look at my car and I lock the doors, like, is that is that me being racist because they, they was walking in front of the sidewalk in front of my car when it was dark outside? Like, nah. I, this is what Sam said. Do you think that's racist to me? Like, if I see three black dudes, like, walking down the sidewalk next to my car and I lock my car doors? No. You don't think so? No. Sometimes I, I, like... Prejudice. So, like, but, like, to a certain degree, I feel like it kind of is. I mean, I... But at the same time, like... I say no, because, I mean... Not even if you because saw four, I know you. If I saw four white people walking down the street, I would. If you saw four military dudes leave a send-down salute, walking as a pack, past your car, would I you wouldn't lock that? my door, no. Yeah. If it was four white dudes, yeah. as long as they wasn't, I mean, like, I feel like it's just subject to, to that person and how they are as a person. Because, like, I ain't gonna lie, like, I don't care if you're black, white, Asian, Hispanic, or matter. If I see you in my peripherals and it's dark outside, I'm gonna lock my doors regardless. Like, if I'm sitting in my car, because... Like that's just so. No, it's just a safety thing. I think the answer to that question but is it can, can be racist. But, but I'm saying, yeah, I can see where you're coming from with it being like a prejudice or like a stereotypical thing. But that's something that that a lot of times I feel like like us as black people try to install on white people because like I know Owen, I know where he comes from. He's different. I know his family has you know different views on certain things, but that didn't affect him as a person. You know what I'm saying? He comes here, he does a show with us, he loves us, he has us around our, his kids. You know what I'm saying? It's different. Now, if I didn't yeah. know Owen, and you know, as like a foundational thing, we gonna put that on them because it's like oh, like it's one of those forbidden or like or underlying issues or underlying jokes that we do as a as black culture, like. That's a part of the problem as well. Why can't you just mind your fucking business and let them do what they do? You you don't want us to be put in situations where the back against the wall against us, or like we we were in the other opposite side of the weapon. But you you initiated conversation for them to get upset or to act irrational or whatever the fuck. Which is kind of sad that we have to think about it that way. But, I mean, look at what's happening. I still think that is, is like... I mean, I get where you're coming from, but... As a black man, my, my car, the car going to be locked if I'm in here. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. But like, if, if you <laughs> tell me four niggas walk by a white car and all of a sudden you're, you just hear the fucking shit lock, that's going to be like... Okay, like exactly. Like, imagine you, Sam, L, and Elijah are walking down the street, and you it could even be me. And obviously, you don't know it's me or whatever. It's a white guy in the car, and you're all walking across the sidewalk, and audibly, you can hear the door. Honestly, I put you, I put you in there because if you weren't dressed how you dressed and you had your hair cut, they probably still think the same thing. They'd be like, "Them yeah. niggas is up to no good." Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, bro, look, niggas can, niggas can, a white person can walk past your house. 
and you could look at your ring camera and be like, oh, he's not going to do no harm. A group of black people walk by, and a white person is going to be like, this, they keep walking by at the same time. And it might be a scheduled walk, bro. Them niggas might be just walking to kill carbs. And they be like, they walk by at this time every single day. I don't know what they're trying to do. But, let it be like that clip last week on Twitter when that nigga walking around with that AK-47 walking around opening doors trying to see what doors unlock. Yeah. Then there's a problem. That's crazy. That made me walking. That made me look at my doors even more now. That nigga was literally opening doors to go in there and slaughter, bro. Yep. Shit said. Alright, you ready? What you got next? Post Malone. Yerm. Um, Post Malone album. Smart and listen to it, but how did you think of it, yo? I haven't listened to it all the way through where I feel like I could sit here and give you a, a full synopsis of what I think. What I will say is, I like what I've heard so far. But if you go into this album with the expectations that you're going to hear Beer Bongs with Bentleys or that you're going to hear Stoney, you're going to be disappointed. Like, that's my overarching take that I have from right now, is that if you're going expecting Hollywood's Bleeding or any of, like, this is not like any other albums he's put out. Like, this is a different sound to me, at least to a certain extent. So, like, if you go into it thinking you're going to listen to a certain album, part two, you're not going to get it. So, you have to go into it with open ears. Because I was surprised. I was like, damn, this is different. Like, different's not always a bad thing. It just takes a little bit. Like, you have to listen to it a couple more times to try to grasp what it is. Kind of. He's he plays with his vocals a lot more. Yeah. Well, so I listened to um I listened to Zane Lowe and I was like I was in my my job last Tuesday and when I watched I listened to the whole interview or whatever when I was doing my stuff and um Zane was talking to him and Zane was like, I think this is your best vocal album. Like he was giving him high hopes. But he's like Zane Lowe's one of those people that like he don't give people props unless they deserve their props. Like Ebro will go on the record and give you a little bit of props, but he might not mean it, you know? That motherfucker Zane Lowe is like, if if you don't deserve it, you don't fucking deserve it. That shit's ass. Like he's gonna pull it out of you. So he was talking to Post and they was in the red room at Apple One and he was like, I think it's your best vocal album. I think you found your your voice, this, this, and that, da, 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 da. So it kinda gave me more like it got me more hype for the video because I always listen to the the interviews that they have before the album before the album comes out, so I went into the album and I was like, oh, this shit's gonna be this shit gonna be the one. I got the reputation. I was like, oh my gosh, he's starting his album off like I I, I don't know if you can attest to this, oh, but I, I feel like every opening to a uh, a Post Malone's album is almost kind of like cinematic in a way, like it's very cinematic. And this one was as well, but it was kind of sad. Like, it was like a sad. I was like, oh, okay, what the fuck? You get to the second song, got cooped up with Roddy Rich. Then you get to the third song, you get to the fourth song, which is Lemon Tree, which I personally feel like is one of his best songs in his discography now. Then you get to go on and so off and so forth. And it's kind of like a sad album. You have high points with like the song with Doja Cat, Cooped Up, Insane, like him being flaunty, this, this, and that. But like, 
you can see it's like more of a sound, but like he's playing with his vocals a lot more. You can tell that him and Louis Bell are like playing with more orchestras and bands, and they're playing with more. It's not because I feel like the last album was a rock album. I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. Hollywood's bleeding felt like a rock album to me, bro. And Beer Bongs and Bentley's felt like that pop album that was a commercial pop album, but it was just a the pop album. Stoney was definitely the one for the the the, the black community. It was more. R&B type of like melodic hip hop type vibes and you get to this one it's like now it's not for me to go on charted like I'm do what I want to do and I'm a big fan of this album I think um personally to me I think it's it's top three uh, I, I I love Stoney and I love Beer Bongs and Bentleys and I was telling Owen in the car on the way here I think that Stoney this is definitely one of his best albums, but Beer Bongs and Bentley Die just have a, such a great. It has such a pull for me- us. Yeah. yeah, such a great memory with that album from when I seen him in concert and the stuff that I had going on around that point. That yeah, was, bro, that shit sucks. It's crazy, but pop tire. This one right here, boy. <laughs> I think people are just giving it like people are just shitting on it, bro. I don't think. Again, I feel like I've said this before. But people also, like, people, uh, they did it while Hollywood was bleeding. Like, people didn't give it a chance, and people don't want to give him a chance. If they don't think that he's in. I refuse to listen to any opinions about an album within two weeks of it being released. Yeah. Because there's no way that you gave it. Especially, I laugh. Like, the farther and farther it goes out, the more I can kind of take it seriously towards that two weeks. But, like, if somebody tries to wake up on a Friday and be like, that shit was ass, I'm like, you have no fucking idea. You've listened to it once. <laughs> you, I was like, you have, the album's only 46 minutes long. You didn't even spend an hour listening to it. I guarantee you didn't spend an hour listening. You're going to try to sit me and tell me it's bad. Like, because, no, because music grows on you. Like, but he said, woke up that morning, and him and Sam were already on it, right? I'm going to fucking say, this, Tony, whatever the fuck this shit is. I told you, I yeah. was like, why? Like, and, and again, and I don't want to cr- trash on Stoney, but I, I hate... When people just like hold it up there, because I think a lot of people hold it up there due to nostalgic reasons. Like their girlfriend broke up them within six months of that album coming out, so it's just <laughs> King God top tier. I, I, I hear people like that. Like I'm saying, Sam is like that. Sam, you have you have a pool with me with Al Farrell and Travis. Yeah, that's your favorite album. I'm not saying you're like that all the time. I do hate people that do draw back to old shit more than they like new shit. Because and it gets to the point where, okay, you like Al Faro, but Travis needed to do that. He needed to grow. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a very large difference as well, and there's a line here of where it gets annoying and I don't want to listen to somebody. And Jake crossed the line. It's like, I have no issues with you liking Stoney, with you thinking it's his best project, with you thinking that it's better than what he just dropped within the last 24 hours I guess if you have time to review it in that short period of time but <laughs> you can't sit there and trash on it because you like those stuff like Sam's not sitting here like Alpha Rose's best album Astro was ass that yeah, shit was terrible like he's like Astro World's good I like Alpha Rose. like I have no problems with that that's why we've never mm-hmm. like had to argue about it at all but like there's certain people out there that are like Stoney's the best Beer Box Billy was okay. Everything else was shit. Like, that shit was ass. It just sounds like a damn 
evil villain like, yeah, like fucking soundtrack. I was like, like, I get it. It's so hard. Like, <laughs> I hate New Music Mondays. I'm sorry. I hate New Music Mondays going into our chat. Cause it's it's like yeah. somebody in that shit is gonna say something. They just that be in that. Me they off. be in that bitch just like fucking. So like, it, Kendrick Lamar shit trolling. That was the worst. But I don't think y'all understand how hard I have to hold my composure and not snap, bro. Which again, that's another. That's a perfect example. I refuse to listen. When did that album come out? Is it three weeks ago now? The thirteenth, yeah, of May. So, so it's been three weeks, four weeks? Yeah. Three weeks. Like, I'll start to somewhat listen to opinions now, but guess what? People's not fucking talking about it no more. It's because they called it ass 24 hours after it was released and moved on. Like, mm-hmm. And those people have no pull any type of way in type my music opinion. Like, And also, again, it goes the same way. Like, if I wake up on a Friday morning... Cinnamon Toast Crunch sounds so good. Hella random, sorry. Hella random, but you're right. Um... <laughs> If I wake up on a Friday morning and they're like, this shit's better than TPAP, I'm like, you're fucking high. I was, huh? like, I was like, you're not, like, I was like, there's no way within 24 hours, not even 24, like, 12 hours, you're sitting here trying to tell me it's better than Tipeee Butterfly. Like, you're crazy. Like, what? there's a chance, there's a chance it might be. There's no way you fucking came so up when with I that verdict in, in one listen. When I listened to the album, I was like, oh, this might be, like, TPAP level, like, damn level. What did you say? It, it might be. be. Yeah. But I was never to the point where I was like, oh, that, that. now that um, I've simmered on it, I gave myself time. Because so, I know who I, how I am. Yeah. I, I don't care what nobody says. I think in this room, I I enjoy music more than anybody else. You enjoy it more than I do. I'm not going to fight you. I, I, that's just a me thing. I think Everybody I enjoy it and I consume it differently. Yeah. But that's just me, right? Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and debate about it, but I think that I appreciate music to a higher level. A different way, yeah. So, when it comes to people or when people are talking about music and their opinions, I can respect an opinion, but I, can, I can't I can respect ignorance. Agreed, yeah. So Whether it's ignorance and, like, this shit is ass or this shit's the greatest thing of all time. Right, like, yeah. yeah. I'm. I've always been the person that I like to give everybody a chance, whether you like them or not. I like to give everybody a chance. Yeet, I like. The, I gave Yeet a chance. I was. A, I'm a big fan of him still. Yeah. Uh, Yachty, big fan. And artists, Draft Day, big fan. Artists like, grow, like, and that's the thing is like. But see, <sighs> like, even with that, even with you just saying that, like. I feel like people are so hard on artists when they first come out because they don't like when they do something. So where now Yachty's doing what he's doing with the whole, the whole Michigan, Michigan way of just rapping, that niggas is like ah, he shouldn't went to that old shit. And niggas are niggas are either on the crossbent or they're like. Oh, you should have stayed on the ocean, or this shit is what you need to be doing. If you go back to the other shit, you just lost it again. Like, bro, get off the dick, bro. Oh my gosh, bro. But there was a point that I was going with what I was saying. <laughs> no, you guys said something. <laughs> I can't. Oh, because of my bad. You damn. Oh, no. But I mean, I think what you're going for is saying like, if if you're consuming music for your personal like enjoyment that's cool and dandy but you have to draw the line between actually like understanding what's being presented and what would be actually like doable or plausible to be able to be added to it to make it 
indifferent. It's almost like, but a lot of people just don't don't like let the shit sit or like actually like marinate enough for it to actually like get the point across. Like, you get the fucking album or whatever project on a Friday midnight by fucking 3.30, 3.40 in the fucking morning there's blog posts about it like damn this is a fucking flop or not like yeah. you're not you're not getting no message bro you're, you you just the generation was fast like it's ridiculous yeah, that's yeah. news is yeah. though like so, news it's more important in, in the world of news whether it's album reviews movie blogs. reviews po- politics sports contracts Scandals, whatever it is, is way more important than to be first than to be right. Like, yeah. and eventually a string of wrongs will bite you. But there are guys on national television every single day on both sides of the political spectrum on CBS and on Fox that just spit absolute nonsense and have a job thirty years later. Yeah. Again, yeah, that's exactly the name I'm going to. No disrespect to you if you're a Republican or if you lean red or whatever your opinions on that politics or Tucker Carlson. Yeah. To me, Tucker Carlson is a fucking idiot, and I cannot understand for the life of me how he still has a job, let alone a nationally televised show. Yeah. Daily slash weekly. I don't even know how how often he's on, but like to me, I can't imagine. Employing that guy. That's fucking insane to me. Yeah. Like, and I'm sure that there are people on the right that look at a guy on the left hand side that probably look at um, uh, Anderson um, uh, Cooper. Yeah, Anderson Cooper and think the exact same thing. That's fine. Everybody's entitled to their opinions. And honestly, I would kind of agree with you because he does. Like, you have to. There's. We've become so lenient with opinions in the media that people are allowed to go on. On CBS, on a political show, and act like it's Sports Center. They're like, oh, he's the greatest player of all time. And you're like, or this this policy is the greatest thing that Barack Obama ever did. And you're like, yeah. why? And they tell you something, and you're like, it's kind of true, but at the same time, like, everything they're saying is just opinions. Like, yeah. that's not what media should be. Well, I've always been a big person when it comes to talking to music that bring the facts, right? Yeah. So, like, when you love something so much and you've adored it and stuff like that, like I say, I say for Owen, when it comes to sports, when you're talking to somebody, you're gonna have more. You're you're probably gonna have more respect for the person that brings the facts into it. Yeah. So whenever you did your show with Grant on oh on on, you brought him because he knows a lot. Because I knew that that motherfucker was gonna bring it. Yeah. yeah exactly. exactly. So when it comes to music, people know how how I am about it. Like I get. Just because you doesn't hurt, it doesn't mean that in the wide spectrum of music, that's not what people think. Mm. When you think of these two albums, these are the top. Yeah, it was like it's hard to bring. It's also very hard to bring facts to music because, like, a lot of the stats are opinionated. If that makes sense, like the sales, sales are opinionated. Like, like. Well, that's the only thing that we really have. That's yeah, the exactly. black and white. Well, us. there's that, and then awards one, which again fucking opinionated yeah and again like you're like if if it was to go on a resume like this was this is the top 200 rolling stones rap album of all time okay in rolling stones eyes you have the 16th best album of all time cool right. i don't give two shits what rolling stone says yeah because i know damn well that album's not better than the one that they had at 200 yeah you know so so that that's where it's like it's very difficult because even a lot of the the stats are based off of opinions like mm-hmm. Like Post Malone's second week numbers probably won't be that good because it's not Beer Bongs and Bentleys or Stony Part Two mm-hmm. because it's something new. 
Mm-hmm. So there's there's people that are going to buy it. They're like, oh, this is new. This is different. I like this. And there's people that are like, oh, it's new. I'm, I'm not really sure how I feel about it because I was expecting this, but I'm willing to give it a shot. Yeah. And then there's people 12 hours afterwards that are like, whatever the fuck that shit was. That shit was that's, terrible. Yeah. You know, so it's it's very, very difficult with music to try to debate because it's all opinionated in my mind. I know what I was trying to say. What I was trying to say was I've always prided myself on giving artists a chance. Mm-hmm. I might not like them after a while but I've always tried to give him a chance yeah. and I always find myself coming back to people such as Emmy Young but I didn't like Emmy Young I, no, I didn't I didn't like Logic either and here we are but I come back around to them yeah. you know what I'm saying I don't like Logic now but I, I will still give his album a I, I was like, like I'll definitely love. gotta look back at a certain project here or there and be like alright that shit was nice like yeah. I'm gonna give him his props I give myself props on, even if I don't like them to give their project a chance exactly like just and give giving guys chance. second chances too is a huge thing yeah. cause like again if Logic dropped an album tomorrow and I'm not I'm not listening oh is he yeah. that's crazy <laughs> I'm not listening to it like it's not gonna be something I add but if I have four or five six I people if I have four or five six people are like hey man like I know and I think that's where people get confused and lost and why they can't swing people towards their way is because people go to be like this shit is so good like this shit is this is the best album Logic's ever put out it's the best album of the year like this shit is ridiculously good if one or even ten people came up to me and told me that I'm not swayed see the funny thing is what, so I'm probably not swayed to listen to it before you go but if if four or five six people were to come up and be like hey man I know you don't like Logic K like I know it's not your style but like when I was on it I was like I know it's not the normal style and it's a little different here and there but like it's this shit is good to me like it's really good to me and I would I want you to listen because I want your opinion on it like I'd be like alright well I'll give it a shot like they know that I don't like it but they're saying that this album may change my opinion fine but if you try to come to me and preach to me this is I got 10 million people on Twitter that I could be like yeah hey, is Logic album any good they'd be like that shit was the greatest thing I've ever <laughs> Logic better than whatever the fuck Kendrick put out three weeks ago that shit was ass like I got 10 million people that could tell me yeah. that but it's I've only got a couple people in my life to be like hey man I know you don't like this guy like how we try to talk about Nav and Tron to, to Brendo and Jake like I know you don't like him I know that we joke about him all the time and like he's a meme and everything but like this shit goes like listen to this shit goes and like and you also have to know that like not always are they, it's music not always are they still gonna like it it could be the I best think, project they ever put I out I really wanna tell you this I think you showing me them has humbled me in some aspects. Who? Bar, bar, uh, Jake and Brenda. Mm. Because there's, there's a lot of shit that I have shown them that they've been like, that shit's ass. Yeah. I've and never turned around to that somebody. And I've probably, probably been like, oh, what the fuck? How is it? How is that? Like, but but they were it like, helps me out because like yeah. usually back then I'd be like ass, show me where's the ass. Yeah, where's the ass? It's <laughs> track three, the ass out of a fucking twelve sound that track. Like, come on, where's the ass in this, bro? Uh, but now I give you cover from. I I always look at this. A long time ago, when I was a big Logic fan, he dropped that Suicide Hotline song. Yep. I think it was Everybody. I see that. I think that that was crazy, bro. The album was good. I was like, but he's about to get mainstream after this. What did he do? He went mainstream. He retired. But before he retired, I think it was in 2020, he dropped that album with No ID. I said, oh, shit. No ID's on this album. A fucking all-time producer who I have respect for. So I listened to the album. It was good. I didn't like Logic at that point, but I like No ID. 
and I go off of like I also have to go off the fact of like if you love music so much you have to give people chances at the chances at the chances you might not like them as a person but say for instance we ever get to the point and we're like you know I, I think that Logic fell off at a point you look at Logic's album his shit's coming out this week and he has a festival coming out this week on this this Saturday and Sunday it's called Vinyl Days the album that's coming out is called Vinyl Days too the project has people like Jay Dilla, uh, Rakim. He got like some of the Dave East, Diddy. I mean, he has so many fucking people on this album that it's like, if they fuck with him and they're higher hip hop, then give him my ear and see what the There's fuck. There's something doing. there. There's something there. Exactly. He's not all the way turned off yet. Like motherfuckers, you know what I'm saying? I think that same thing with the baby. Like, good job, the baby. Like that's oh, just, yeah, that's just, that's just so funny to me. Like, on his eyes. That's that. just hilarious. I see that. It's coming up in a month. He's I think twenty two <laughs> days earlier this week, so we're gonna be in a month here by this next show, probably. That's that. just so that. funny to me. But I've seen that. Um, but Post Malone, I feel like Post Malone's always just gonna get the hate. So yeah, yeah, it's because the way he came up and. I think being white to a certain degree. Yeah, being so, white, but him saying that he doesn't want to be labeled a rapper did hurt him a little bit. Yeah, I don't think you yeah. should have came out and said that. To be yeah. honest with you, like, like, but like, yeah. I, I, I fight for I, I fight for Posto because like a lot of rap stars. That's fair, and that's basically what Post Malone was saying. But rappers, but as if a rapper says that he just high. This that's the person on the he's, he's trying to put it on. A white nigga say that it's like, wait, what do you mean? What do you mean by you? you it's t- not something you could come out and say in my opinion. There's no way to really spin it. Be like, oh, I can see. No, because the way that I, the way that everyone sees it, and I can't see it any other way. Really, is like that he sees being a rapper is like below him, and that's yeah. where the problem is. In my because opinion. I mean, honestly, if you look at it though, oh wild boy, I'm not a rapper. We'd be like... What do you mean? Nigga, what the fuck are you talking about? You just about? put out one of the hardest rap songs this year. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? What are you talking about? That Walk of Fuck feature was crazy. <laughs> I, that music video is still one of my favorite fucking music videos. Of all time. I love that shit. That shit is so funny. I've been watching shit forever. Yeah, just that the opening scene with him and Walk at uh, his girlfriend's parents' house or something like that. That shit was mad funny to me. I'm getting your breathing in the mic. Bogus. <laughs> My bad, guys. I'm sorry, but yeah, I didn't mean, the mic spike my breathing. Um, at least you know I'm alive. <laughs> yeah. Back to post. I don't know. Uh, the bottom line is, I I refuse to let my music opinions be decided by what somebody else says about an artist or an album or. Well, they're past. Yeah, I agree. Because like, it doesn't. Music is all. If you're getting better with time, and I think Post has gotten better with time, then continue to support it. There's no, yeah, there's, there's nothing no, to, like, to turn Because you don't like anything. Like, I think that we should continue to support Chance the Rapper, even though he took a deep dive off. He dropped the album, he dropped a song on Friday, it's called Just Bars. Mm-hmm. Niggas a rap. Which again, like if he dropped an album next week, am I gonna listen to it? No, but if like ten people was like, "Hey man, this shit is low key kind of good," I'd be like, "All right, well, fucking let's do it. Yeah, let's let's see what's up. Hopefully, it's not a hot shower. We'll be good, you know." But I ain't trying to. I ain't trying to be ass, but so you say going into the Post Malone album, you 
you didn't really have like obviously like I'm not gonna say expectations in the fashion of like oh I'm expecting a Grammy album off the rip, but I'm saying like you didn't really know what to expect type shit is what I mean by no expectations. You just kind of were open ear, right? Everything was cool. Well, no, but, I wouldn't say that. I think I, I, I don't know what I was expecting, but I think that's all. That's an expectation in of itself. Right. Like, right. Because you don't. Right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So with that being said, but then at the same time. You double back and say, now if Chance the Rapper put an album out, you ain't gonna listen to it, but you would be swindled if multiple individuals that you're in your close circle would tell you different to listen to it, you listen to it. I would give it a chance. Like, I'm not gonna throw it in the rotation immediately, but I'd be like, alright, well, I guess I gotta listen to it. Like, Post I'm gonna listen to because last Post album was good, the one before that was good, the one before that was good. Like, mm -hmm. Chance, obviously, we've seen the fall this off. Discography. So... Chance had the fall off, which makes him like, I'm not going to go dig for Chance the Rapper's new album, but if it starts to get reviews and Shay and you are like, hey man, that shit is low-key kind of good, I'd be like, alright, well, fuck it, I gotta at least listen to it once. Like, if it's getting some type of positive reviews here and there, I'd be like, I'll listen to it. And that doesn't mean I'm going to like it. No, but, yeah, but and at the same My time, biggest thing is that with our generation, especially with people that you close to, right? Samari told me he was going to listen to the album. He hasn't listened to that album. He told me he was going to listen to it, but the moment he went into the group chat, you see Jake and a bunch of other niggas in the group chat saying, shit's ass. And I'm the only person that has something positive to say about it. You're going to go by the notion, this shit's probably trash. I'm not listening to that. Continue to drive on and listen to what I'm listening to. I don't. And that shit does steer people, though. Yeah, it that does shit steer, steer me, Huh? I ain't saying what it is. No, not you saying that. Uh, for the notions, like, people saying like, stuff. people was like, this shit's ass. Oh, was like, no, that's just saying, I said, I never said that. So when we talked about it in the chat the other day, I asked Tyler, I was like, have you listened to it? He was like, I'm not going to lie to you. I looked in the group chat the other day, and I seen everybody, and Jake said what he said, and I thought it was bad. Is it bad? I was like, why would you, you can't let somebody take your exactly. opinion from you? That's why I can't. I can't That's that. why I listen to people's... Uh, credible sources. I, yeah, <laughs> credible sources. I would say this. I would say... And this, is, and this can always lead you away... But it did better for me than it did ever, right? So, I have a perfect example by this. When Jack Harlow dropped his album, I did not want that shit to drop. The new one? Yeah. New one? After I heard First Class, I was like, oh my gosh, bro. I'm not, this, I'm not ready for I'm this. I'm not looking for this. Because I was like, you're going to put a bunch of anthems on here. It's not what you did the last album. I'm not ready for I don't want you to drop this shit. Fast forward. I, I watched... Literally every, I, I mean, I watched Elvis Duran interview. I watched Elvis Duran. I watched KP. I watched him in the trap with uh, with Carlos Miller and DC Young Fly and Coco Bean. I watched him um, breakfast morning. His breakfast. I mean, I watched every single one to the point I knew what he was going to say when they asked him a question. Uh -huh. Literally, I'm, I'm not. I Owen Swan. I cannot make this up. I literally watched every single one. This motherfucker made it seem like he was talking his shit. Uh -huh. Like, he was like, man, like, I'm going to be in this for the long run. Like, I'm a rapper. Niggas need to know who it is. Like, I'm Jack Harlow. I'm something. Da -da 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 -da. So, like, he was talking and talking and talking. And I watched another one yesterday. And I think it was, it's with a guy that's on 92 The Real. And he was talking to him. And he was like, he said something. He, what did Jack say? But he said something that stuck with me. But how he wanted to be a face of it, and how he wanted to represent Louisville, and how 
he looked up to Drake and this, this, and that. And I was like, oh, this motherfucker's talking about bars on this album. So with me thinking, okay, you got niggas like Drake, Wayne, Pharrell, this, this, and that. And I go on the album and you talking about some, I can tell that you're cold because I see your nipples hard. What does this got to do with bars? I think the issue with Harlow, too, is he's too cocky. Like, like, do you know why, like, Eminem, I feel like, it's not why, but, like, why I feel like Eminem <laughs> is, like, undebatably the greatest white rapper of all time and one of the greatest rappers, barring skin color of all time, is because, like, Eminem never had to sit there and tell you that he was the best. I think that is a huge key fact. It, it doesn't take you down a peg if you do, because Kendrick has sit there and told us he's like he's like I'm smoking on top five he's like whoever your top five is he's like I'm better than all of them. he's like you can put whatever name you want in there and he's like I'm better than all top five of them if I, it don't matter like you know mm-hmm. and so that didn't take Kendrick down I'm like ah fucking cause he backed it up but the, the issue with Harlow is like he keeps delivering like B minus bars as if they're fucking God tier, and I'll use this again as my favorite example whenever we're talking about like deliveries and how it can affect how a bar is perceived. Like fucking grocery bag, like that shit was delivered as if it was the God tier greatest bar of all. Like, and I got her grocery bag. Like they said it like it was the craziest bar that has ever been written down before. So my like, boy got it, got it. Yeah, I was like that shit was ass and. What no, that nigga, cause that nigga Jack went on the track and said, "What he say? He said, my if I pull out a hundred stacks, my grandpa might have a heart attack, so I'm not gonna pull out a hundred grand. Yeah. Or if I pull out a hundred grand, my grandpa's gonna have a heart attack, so I'm not gonna put any pause. Yeah. And continue to say that. Yeah. And I was like, like if he slipped that so in, was the point? Was just like and. We pro- that's just a horrible fucking bar to be on. Sorry, like whether you said it like it was the greatest or whether it was just some slack shit in the middle of the album, like yeah. that shit's ass. But that shit's uh, ass. Like remember we got on Cole too because he was like, "I put an M on your head like you, Luigi brother." Now like in the radioactive bar. Yeah, that radioactive because he sat there and he delivered. And what did he say? He was like, "He's like I'll be on that." Fuck, what is that radioactive bar? I don't even remember. He said, I'm so something like I'm radioactive, nigga. Yeah, and you're just like, come on, dog. Like, like if you would have said that in the middle of sixteen, I'm like, that's just kind of slick. But you delivered it as the punchline, and that's just not punchline worthy. Like, here it is. I never listened to this. What are we saying? Like, what are we saying? <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know if it's just because my music tastes have shifted recently, but I I see like the media aspect of like how you know, obviously Drake is the fucking biggest thing that's since sliced bread. You know what I'm saying? So anytime and every time you get on the internet, he's bound to pop up. You know what I'm saying? So more recently, he's been you know supporting the Scarborough professional basketball team that's in Canada and J. Cole plays for them and everything and whatever whatnot. But like I see I see like how people still get when they see Drake. And I'm not saying like I'm not saying this from an aspect of like if I were to meet him personally on a one to one basis, but like from the aspect of social media I see how excited people get about him or like you see a features like Drake, it's like instantly you want to tap into that like Yeah, Drake that's, features that's, like way 
that is crazy power, but at the same time, now I feel like, like more than ever, I see a Drake feature, and I'm like, okay, who's the artist, and am I actually going to actually listen to this now? Because, like, now it's, like, to the point where it's, like, I'm more selective, or, like, I have, like, a sound I these, use. Like, this is these 2008 bars. Like, these bars would have been five when we was in high school still. You can put out anything you want with good marketing skills, man. I'm trying to tell you, bro. Jack just needs to put his fucking head back down. That's the issue. I think he got a little caught up in the spotlight. The first class blew up, and he wanted to, like, push some shit out. And he's just, like... Jack is trying. Are you saying that that's what he needs to do to produce better music? Yeah, Jack is trying too hard right now. Like... I don't know. He's already playing with his vocals on this song. I like it, but I was like, bro, you got a rap. You got like a sound. The sound versus the actual content is the issue with him. Like, you sound immaculate. You have a great voice. You have a great, like, professional. That's what a fucking engineer is for. Yeah. yeah, yeah, That's the difference between you and Jack Harlow. Not trying to come at you, but that's the difference between you and Jack Harlow. He has somebody that can cover up his blemishes. As for you have to go on there and do it raw. Yeah. Like, a nigga that's doing it raw. And a nigga that has somebody that go in there and hide his blemishes, Master. of course his shit's gonna sound good. Yeah. But to the masses, the niggas that listen to music, I'm gonna call that shit out. There's no way you should be talking about pulling on his like that. Just it just has like what the bar you're rapping with one of the best goats on track right now, and that's the bar you. But pull Drake's out. on that song. That and song. Drake snapped on that song. I heard you wrote it in 11 minutes. Drake snapped on that song in 11 minutes. Or like the but, verse. Like he wrote yeah. the verse. And the, yeah, yeah. But that's how you come on the track. And there was, that that song is, I want to find a bar. That's the one that he was like, I seen you in class. Your nipples was cold and I seen them hard. Like, what huh? the fuck are we talking about, bruh? We are not in high school no more, sweet, bruh. Sweet, I don't sweet give a semen. fuck about the girls that you like that was in fucking... You didn't like the sweet, sweet, sweet semen no, bar, bro? that shit was fucking dumb as fuck. I don't know, man. It just goes to show, like, when you get into a, a professional output... Now. Like, now... If we go back... Who you know, not what you know. To Chance the Rapper... Chance the Rapper's change was just drastic because we went from acid rap. We seen you were an MC. Like we can see, you. MC rapper and all that is different. You're an MC. Like we can see you as MC. We seen you with the Big Day. You had a, a amazing take. Niggas wanted that three hat like a motherfucker. I wanted that three hat. I was like, that shit hard as fuck. The, he made billions off that shit. That shit was selling, boy. He made more money off that than his album sales sometimes. Shit took over. Probably all time. I bet he's probably made more hats than he did off music. I bet. I mean that that three hat was a staple, boy. Yeah, it's like they. I remember hearing stats about it, and he's like, and I've heard like it's crazy how much you get paid for like side shit. Like that's a like yeah. yeah, like the hat was a side shit. Like you're a rapper. He's not a fashion designer. He's a rapper. He's a rapper. But music is a dangerous lean. Like, 
Yeah. It's a dangerous game. Like, Tony Hawk got paid more for the video games than he did for ever skating. Yeah. And being the greatest skater of all time. He's like, yeah, they made the, the third Tony Hawk, and he came to me, and they wanted to make a third one, and he was... He was like so so about it and his agent handed him like a four million dollar check from the game that came out like six years ago and he's like yeah make the third one <laughs> like like it is crazy the things that you can do off the side like that has nothing to do with him skating they just have to put his name on it i think head. anything that's outside of sports in skateboarding mm-hmm. is like you going because i remember i used to think ryan Sh- not ryan Shepard, but naja houston was that nigga until you seen what he wasn't really getting that much money from just skateboarding, and was getting more money from what he was doing with Nike on the side. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. just about the days after the dreads. Ah, uh, yeah, skater boy. <clears throat> yeah, it's. But music is a dangerous game because yeah. unless you're profitable and they like you, and usually it's a pop artist, it's a pop star, they get a, a rapper or two. Like Jack Harlow has his own mill now with KFC. Mm-hmm. But it's marketable because it's Kentucky Fried Chicken. He's from Kentucky. He's from Kentucky, yeah. And girls like him. So they're expecting the the, yeah. the high school girls and the fucking college bitches to go get a chicken sandwich from Kentucky. Jack is currently suffering from being famous is the yeah. issue. Like, the issue is that Jack was a really, really good rapper and put out a lot of good music. And he, he was put a out, decent rapper. But put out his, de- his debut album and it was really good. And then he blew know. up. I think that's something I've been realizing too. Oh, go ahead. I'm going to let you finish that. My bad. He he blew up, and now he's like, he's getting all the attention, and everybody's kind of recognizing him, and now he's like, acting like he's, you know, all he's like, I'm Jack Harlow, like, I'm, you know, I'm a rapper, I'm that guy, like, and that's cool, but you have to back it up. Like, the issue is, is you're sitting here telling me you're the guy so much that I'm not getting no type of production out of you like you're so busy telling me how good you are that you stop being good is the issue you're so focused on like look how good i am like i'm a rapper i'm a white rapper bro i'm trying to be up there with eminem like that you stop doing the thing that was helping you climb the mountain like you're so focused on on what you're doing right now and you know that this shit with drewski and being funny and all this the, the girls loving on you and first class blew up on tiktok and all this shit and he's so focused on this that he's forgot what got him here in my opinion like productive music yeah like contentful music because he was like that debut album was good he had the ESTG feature on there I was I had never heard of ESTG before I was like I'm gonna go listen to this motherfucker's music because this feature is hard as shit and Jack was rapping on that too like I think that's another thing is like he went up there listened to Drake's verse and then reread the shit about his granddad and a hundred grand I was like yeah that should go what do you not hear this man just put on your eye? You just got a Drake feature, and he just, well, like, I've never understood rappers that will get a feature from a guy and then, like, plug it into what they already have, and knowing damn well, like, it's okay for Drake to have a better verse than you on your own song. It's not a bad thing, but, like, if your verse is bad and Drake's verse, verse is good... Is your verse is bad or good, I think it's a double-edged short, because if your verse is bad, you're still going to be labeled his song, like, yeah, like you can't. I don't understand how you can listen to Drake's feature and then look at your own body of work and be like, "That's on par." Like that's at the same level. It's not. How many times have we looked at a Drake song? How many times have we looked at a Drake song or a song that Drake was on and was like, "Oh, this motherfucker did better than him." Very few times. And if it is, it's a person that's a higher caliber of him or the same caliber. Or the same caliber. Yeah. yeah. But say, what were you gonna say? Oh, that's some. That's a good point. That 
Owen brought up because like in my personal endeavors with making music recently and I've been already I guess thinking ahead like making this first collective of like this little project or whatever I'm about to put out before I put beverages out is like damn like I'm gonna put this first shit out I was like okay cool a better introduction to or more complete introduction to myself to the world but then like the second one is like it's always the sequel that's always hit or miss and it's like damn bro like that should really be tough like but i feel like also though like some people actually get the opportunity like for instance jack harlow got the opportunity to seize the opportunity and i think in aspects he did but he didn't seize the moment as opposed to like you know as big as the opportunity was like and i'm not saying he's not still trending he's not still like prominent but like he could have definitely capitalized even more i think i think awesome. i don't fault jack a lot because I do think he is a decent rapper. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to... This is why I think Jack was. Because I think if it happens to any of us, it's going to happen. Jack, I always think I've been a good-looking nigga. Regardless of time, I think I've been a good-looking nigga all my life. Thank God to Angel. But, um... He wasn't a good-looking nigga coming up. He was not... You go look at, uh... And now he has the thing. And now he has the looks... And now he has the the female like the female the cosines the too. Cosines. Your head can't get clouded. Yeah. That motherfucker was not a good looking rapper coming up. Like you or, look at that cover from twenty twenty. Like with him playing soccer and his old videos and stuff. Like, <laughs> like a looking nigga. And he always talks about it. He's like, now I got the beard. I got the trade. Like niggas, girls be on it. So I can't get mad at him because even with me. I bet you growing up, he said he was like one of the biggest in the city, but like being in, from being big in your city and being big on a national level is different. I was completely once big niggas. I I could go around being a high school student, and a lot of people in Junction would show me love for what I did for video. Yeah, take me to the national level where I'd probably be the same way because you get lost in the fame. You know, I think yeah. that's where he's at. You get lost in the. Fame. I think that's where he's at. I hope he refocuses. Or showing your fucking. At Drake's house, you're at the Kentucky Derby with Drake. I think he did seize the moment, just not as as well as he could have. Yeah. Because he saying. has seized it. You look at, like, all the side shit, the KFC shit. He's got Drake features. He's putting albums out. He went the, the all first class one viral on TikTok. Like, I think he has grabbed it. The issue is he didn't grab it with his music. He's grabbing it everywhere else, which isn't a bad thing. Like, sometimes... You just, like, you blow up in other spots. Like, you just grab it in other ways. Like, um, like Lil Dicky's putting out Dave. And it's one of the... F- I still haven't watched any of it. But, like, you told me it's, like, one of the funniest shows you've ever watched. Like, like Lil Dicky was a rapper originally. Like, so, like, you could grab it in different ways. It's just about, like, are you cool with leaving that to the wayside? Mm-hmm. And, like, is Jack okay with just being a personality going forward and just a funny, good-looking dude? Or does he want to be a rapper? Because right now he's being a funny, good-looking dude that raps. I want to be a rapper. Yeah, so that's like, funny I look at the shit. I looked at his interviews. I mean, in every in every interview, they brought up the white man can't jump because he's in it now. Yeah. So they talked about that, and then they brought up um, what's it called? They brought up him being an actor and stuff like that. And a lot of people are like, oh, they start from somewhere else, but they end up transitioning to like acting and stuff like that. They're like, he's like, I can see myself doing it, but I would always want to be a rapper. 
And I was like, but well, you're gonna have to give more effort. I was like, you're gonna have to part. fucking be a rapper yeah, then. Like, like, give me the shit that she was doing, or not give me the shit she was doing. You can make different music, but make good music. Like, I don't know, but like, people get mad, bro. But if in our generation of music, bro, as much as we hate on the OGs in the music or like the older people, but I really go to their opinion, bro. Yeah. yeah. I really respect their opinion, bro. Because there's people out there that do like Uzi. There's people out there that do like Young Boy. There's people out there that like PZ. There's people out there that like Babyface Ray and Rios and everybody. There's people that they, they have an ear for something, Every- but they're going to tell you yeah. that's just trash. Yeah. And if they don't like it, don't argue with him about it. Like, I'm telling you, bro. I'm telling you, bro. OG's got an ear, bro. They've been on this earth longer than us. So give him, like, I, I don't know. That's just me. I, you at least I have to give him the time. I'm not going to sit here and tell him that every OG is right. Because Facts. I look at Mad Dog on Sports and he's trying to tell me that Bob Petty is somehow revolutionary to what basketball is today. And I'm like... I don't give two shits what Bob Pettit did in the 50s, dog. Like, the, the league is different today. Music is different today. Like, yeah. does it, like... So, so what I'm saying is, like, I'll give it an ear, but I know when I'm also being fed some some BS. You know what I'm saying? Like... You gotta, you gotta be able to decipher the bullshit, yeah. I've... OGs have enough respect for me to listen to their opinion, but it doesn't make their opinions godsend. And I think it bothers some OGs too, because they feel like, well, I've been on this earth long enough. You should take my word as gospel and move on. Like, it's not like that. Because sometimes you're Music was different, though. Niggas was on the A-track pushing buttons, or they was in Marvin's room where their equipment was outdated as fuck. Yeah, you're watching, like... niggas was off of spiritual hymns and coke, like... If you watch Bohemian Rhapsody and, like, how they had to layer... Uh, the yeah. vocals on Bohemian Rhapsody yeah. and on that song and like they recorded like 60 like 40 tracks and you're watching them like flip and they have to record each yeah. one at a higher octave to get that one in the room remember how the high song? the room was yeah uh, the room was high so the vocals could stretch yeah it's yeah. So like they, they recorded that you're watching them like do all this manual shit just to get and that's for 10 seconds where they they you know the big pitch up and they're all there you can hear it layered at each octave mm-hmm. it takes it took them so much work to do that 10 seconds of that song whereas now like they could crank that 10 seconds out in like they probably wouldn't even have you record it 40 times they probably have recorded 10 20 times of just pitch inflection each one up and down a certain way and then you would have your 60 or 40 or yeah whatever you're looking for it. but every pitch or every record that you do is for a different station of the yeah 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 so so music is different so like you have earned the respect for me to listen to you but you haven't you haven't earned like no one is ever gonna earn the respect in my mind where like i listen to him like yep well that motherfucker said it so it's right I, you, you have learned the respect for me to be like that motherfucker said it. He does no more than I do. I don't agree with it, but I at least got to give him There's, like some. There type are of people that are like that for me though. That I look at them, and I might not agree with them, but I respect not agreeing with exactly. Them. I yeah. can a hundred percent. Like I'll sit there and be like, all right, I don't agree with you, but like you are, you have been in the game long. There is some truth to what you're saying somewhere along the line. I just don't agree with it. I'm also one of those people that I tend to listen to people that I don't agree with more than I agree with people. Because I'm already knowing that we're on the same length. Yeah, who the fuck wants to sit here Nobody and listen to... Yes, man. Who, and who wants to listen... Who wants to turn on SportsCenter and watch Stephen A. and J.J. Reddick agree on shit for two hours? Why is Skip and Shannon... And why did Skip and Stephen A. And why did Max and Stephen A. work so well? Because they was fucking arguing all the time. Because no one wants to turn on TV like, Yeah, man, I think LeBron's the best player in the world. I think he's the greatest player of all time. You're like, yeah, you know, I would agree with you. Let's just talk about how good LeBron is. We can just agree for two hours. Ain't nobody listen to that shit. <laughs> I'm finna listen to Mad Dog... 
tell JJ Wright to shut up and dribble, and then I'm gonna want to jump through the TV screen to fight this motherfucker. Like that's TV. <laughs> that's what sells. You know, it's the arguments. So I got this. Uh, I got this. I got this right here. Before we get to the last segment, which is the albums, mm-hmm. we'll end it off with this here too. Um, thoughts on this. People keep telling me that music hasn't been hitting the same. Songs don't have the same staying power as they used to. I don't completely feel like this, but I will say, two of the biggest artists on the planet, Kendrick Lamar and Post Malone, have dropped albums in the last three weeks. And they kind of came and went like a f- art in the wind. Now, I like both these albums. I love both these albums. To the people that think their music is getting a little bit stale, the big suggestion for you is to actively search and find new music. Try new artists, try new genres. I feel like the reason people talk about 2016 in such a high regard when it comes to music is because we felt early to a lot of rappers and artists that are completely dope. Uzi, Kodak, Black, Lil Yachty. Music hits different when you feel like you're early on it. So go find some new artists you like. Become invested in their career and their story. Other than Yeet, he's already out of here. You don't... <laughs> the shit that, that pisses me off, and I agree with him, it's like, Lover's like, just imagine exactly, like, picture picture me right now and listen to the silence that happens afterwards. People are like, music don't hit the same no more. <laughs> and that's it. They just be like, music don't hit the same no more. Don't do nothing to change it. They just like, that shit just, it just don't hit no more. Context, like, why don't you fucking do something about it? Like, look for some different, like, music don't hit the same no more. Well, yeah, no shit, dummy. You've been listening to the same six people for the last three years. Of course it don't hit the same. You've heard everything already. Listen to somebody else. Like, I would have never thought, especially, like, when I first I don't, you, like... I don't, I don't like people. I will say this for you guys. I don't like people that say that they like other genres of music, but continuously listen to rap. Yeah. That's me. Not, not you in general. People. This is this is a yeah, wide yeah. spectrum of people. I could go in a car or just listen to somebody and they'd be like, man, I just like it just feel like shit been dropping, but like nothing been sticking. Okay. But the art of music to me is so fun because I do like other music. Like I do like I, I've, I've started to get into my pop country more but I do like pop country I do like alternative music I do like uh, R&B more than I like rap like I do enjoy other genres of music and you, when you hear these rappers the most ghettoest niggas in the world the most hood niggas in the world right take this beat from an indie song that you probably would never thought that he knew about but if you knew that he took that beat it would blow your mind yeah like samples and shit, yeah. Because you'd be like, damn. Like, growing up, being like, I liked rock music a lot. That's what my parents listened to. That's what I listened to. So, like, the, your your average 2002 to 2010 rock band, Green Day, Nickelback, Puddle of Mud, Hinder, see, all those guys. Like, all that style, that's what I kind of listened to. So, I also liked classic rock a lot growing up. Like, The Eagles, Kiss, I mean... The list goes on and on and on. So, like, when I first heard, I first, I don't even remember, again, I have no fucking idea how I started, like, rapping music, to be honest honest with you, but, like, I had kind of dibble-dabbled in rap and started to listen to, you know, like, look at me now as, like, if I, like, went back in my lifetime and looked at the stats, like, what song did I listen to the most? Like, look at me now, it's probably top five. Like, I used to go to school, just put that shit on repeat, and just, like, that's literally the only fucking song, the whole day, just looped. So... 
when I heard Aerosmith and Run DMC do the Walk This Way, like the mashup that they did between rock and rap, yeah, it blew my... I was like, what the fuck am I listening to right now? Like, this is the greatest thing of all time. I was like, I'm listening to Steven Tyler sing his fucking heart out, and the, the vocals are going crazy. And I hear Run DMC hop in here and spin some like, this is fucking crazy. Like, this is dope. So... And what I was saying beforehand is, like, if if me, myself right now, or even me last year, would have went back in time and talked to 2017 me, fresh out of high school, going to college, either, like, right as I met you, right after, or right before I met you, Shay, and, like, was like, 2020, year two, or 2021, your two most listened to albums are going to be Emergency Tsunami by Nav and fucking Bin Reaper 2 by Babytron. I'd be like, first of all, who the fuck are either of those guys secondly play it and i would listen to it i'd be like in the in the moment in the first three minutes especially how i was then i'd be like what the fuck happened like where did we go wrong like what happened to these four years <laughs> that made you listen to this stuff but like that's how that's how it is like it's you you grow and evolve and you like new people motherfuckers will sit here and listen to drake kendrick j cole future and be like music don't hit the same no more Listen to somebody else. They listen to the same type of music. Like they stuck with like well, I know. They listen guy. to they listen to thirty. I know a guy, bro. Oh my, I'm on shit right now. I put your work on this shit right now. I'm, I, I can play his story right now. He's on the fucking Detroit. He's on the Detroit wave heavy, bro, and he don't listen to anything but fucking baby smooth. And he's all. It's, and I'm like nigga. Change it up. And then the other day, bro, I kid you not. This is why it's on my notes. He went to his story and was like, somebody suggest me new music. All this shit ain't been hitting the same. Exactly. That's for the issue. I have no... If you want to listen to the same six people, if you want to listen to the same sound, if you like, you want to listen to Memphis, you want to listen whatever. I have no beef. But don't come and tell me that music don't hit the same. You're listening to this... You're listening to six people that all grew up within a three-mile radius of each other. Do you think you're going to get any type of variety there? You're listening to the same shit. And again, there's no problem with that. I have no beef with that. You can listen to the same six people you want to, but don't come tell me music ain't hitting the same. You've been listening to remixes of the same shit for the last three years. Like <laughs> somebody's like, all I listen to is Moneybag, Young Dolph, Big Thirty, and Scar, and they're like, music don't hit the same no more. I'm like, Mom, why don't you kick on some, kick on some Drake, Kendrick. Kick on Biggie Pock. It doesn't matter. Listen to something like something a little bit less just, uh, repetitive. Yeah, anything that's <laughs> just a different style. Like a different sound. Yeah, exactly. Really right there. Yeah, so that's again, okay. I've been there before. Yeah, don't there, worry about it. There's nothing wrong with listening to the same pisses style. me off. Like niggas don't listen to shit else. But then got all of a sudden the world be like, nigga, is you listening to R and B? This is for bitches. No, nigga. No, my music is R and B samples now. Oh, God. I I feel like maybe <laughs> no why I haven't dipped as much elsewhere is just because like I feel like my mood is heavily impacted by the music I listen to. So like Oh, I can see. Like if I wake up in the morning and the first song that comes on when I'm driving to work is Trophies by Drake or uh Headlines, mm-hmm. I'm like I'm, my mood when I'm rolling into work at 5.55 a.m. 
is better than what it was at 4 p.m. when I got off work the, the day before. Like, I'm over here gassed the fuck up. It's 6 a.m. running on three hours of sleep because my son woke me up three times. I'm still rolling into work. Like, I got eight hours. I'm like, motherfucker, let's go. Like, I'm fucking, I've been listening to Drake, though. I'm fucking ready. Like, let's go. Like, yeah. so so I'm very, so in, in R&B music is, obviously, it's a little bit slower. You play with this, like, it's, like, there's certain music that, like, makes me sad or will, like, amplify me being sad at the same time. It's so, like, I don't like to listen to X unless I'm really, like... I'm like feeling kind of down, like I had a bad day. I'm like, oh, let me kick on fucking question mark. So there's this thing that there's this thing that Pharrell has in in uh, Kanye. I know that they're they're clinically clinically diagnosed with it. And it's this thing where they listen to music, they see music in color. Mm. So I don't know if you ever noticed, but you're like, you'll see like. Like that video, that famous video of like Kanye and Pharrell side by side, and they like, they like, they like, they're listening to music and they're like turned in. And that's always been my favorite video. I wish I was like that, but I'm not. But I would like to see it like that. I would like to see music in color. And I know that with myself, the harder the the, the harder the song is produced, or the better the production of the song and the effort in the song makes me happy. So if I find a song like the Boz album, I've been on that lately, heavy, because I can see the production is there and I can We're see it's like the four track. Yeah, the four okay. track yeah, one, yeah. like the one, especially the one with Galentine where he's like singing in and then Boz comes. I'm like, bro, like you try this is production. This is fucking crazy. The production on that alone makes me happy yeah like that shit hits different and but like i do feel like deeply affected by the music so i feel like that's why i haven't dipped into r&b wave because not that like all r&b is sad but like it's slow even like the the rhythm of it can like change my mood like yeah like i'm one of the like i could listen to happy by pharrell and by the end of it like i've you know like would forget anything that's bad that's happened to me in that day i'm like mm-hmm. i'm fucking I'm like I'm fucking on top. What are you talking about? There's a new song that's like been going over TikTok. Really? It's a Pharrell's voice just makes me happy. You're not gonna lie to you. Like when he sings. uh, Let me see if I can find a real for you real quick before we move on. It's a it's a song that has been taking over TikTok and like. I heard it the other day and I was like, damn boy, that motherfucking song sound good anyway. This one. <laughs> I find it so funny that you're like, Pharrell is a new song, and I'm like, I've, I was like, I haven't listened to new Pharrell. So the second you play, I was like, Oh, I know that song. Thank you, TikTok. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that. Uh, do you want to do the new albums this morning, or take it to the next album, the next song, uh, show? The how much time we got? Yeah, a little bit, but we can take it to the next one. So we could take that to the next one. I do want to touch on one more thing what? before we wrap up. Um, Deshaun Watson, obviously, he had a, another woman that wasn't originally part of the civil case has now tacked her name onto the list. It's the 24th woman now that is tacked in. 24th? Yeah. Um, so there is it's it's causing a lot of issues with the Browns now are very worried that there's a second thing coming up and there's more and more details and this was going to be an issue because the civil suit had been or one of the suits you know the civiler I don't remember what you know these specifics but part of it had been resolved Cleveland felt confident that it was going to be good he would face the suspension they'd move on and everything would be peachy fine 
now with this, like, there's a chance that they have they have the ability, I believe, to completely void his contract, but that doesn't void the trade at all. So there is a chance with what is happening with Deshaun Watson now that within the next month, two months, or whatever the timeline may be, that the Browns are left voiding Deshaun Watson's contract. So they will be out Deshaun Watson. They have completely burned the bridge with Baker Mayfield at this point. And they have no first-round picks in the foreseeable future. And they especially don't have a first-round pick in a loaded quarterback class that's coming up this year out of college football. It's like the Browns have put themselves in a really, really bad spot because they pulled the trigger on a guy that was... There's a chance. It's It's a very slim chance because... Because of the situation that they leave themselves in afterwards, they have a chance to get out of it. Because there's a chance that, like, he may still go to jail or whatever the case may be. There's a chance that they're left without a franchise quarterback. They burn the bridge to the guy that brought them out of the cellar, and they're left without a first-round pick in a really good quarterback class and first-round picks for years to come as well. That the Browns may have royally fucked this entire situation up. Which again, not surprised. It's the Browns, first of all, but. Uh, I don't know. Like the situation is now reopened. Like we kind of felt like it was dying down. Yeah, I did. He had the, the trade went through. He signed the deal, and we're now like, all right, he's going to get suspended six to eight games, and you know we'll move on. It'll be fine. But now we're like, all right, well, shit. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. So that's definitely a situation to keep your eye on. Hopefully, we have some more details next week for this last show before we take our break. But definitely. Uh, uh, it's a, obviously it's a sad situation. Everything that's happening with that, if all things are true, and you have to kind of assume that they, some of them are true to a certain extent. Like twenty-four females aren't all like, well, let's fucking, let's fucking just ruin Deshaun Watson's life. Like one female could do that. There's there may be one female in there that's pushing a little bit more of a, a harsh story than what it was, and I'm sure that there are females that are part of that case that are sugarcoating what happened because. They don't want to get into all the nitty-gritty details of everything that happened when they were with him in that hotel room. So, it's a terrible situation, and I feel bad for the females involved. I, so, are you starting to feel like the females are right? I wouldn't say that I feel like that they're right, but again, there, there are truth in all things, I think. Mm-hmm. So, like I said... If, if the female is like, oh, we was in a hotel room, I went to go wash my hands after a massage, I came back, he was naked and he was masturbating. Um, again, nobody knows what happened in that hotel room besides them and Deshaun. And there's a chance that that happened. There's a chance that, you know, that maybe he was just naked and he was readjusting himself before he got dressed. There's a chance that they walked out the bathroom and then he tried to approach them and do something about it. Like, mm-hmm. while he was naked, you know, like... There's truth in all matters, I believe. Like, I believe in any story that there is some truth to the matter. And the bottom line is that something happened to each one of these 24 females. Varying severities. And I feel bad for the females involved. I wouldn't say I feel bad for Deshaun Watson. I'm up in the air. Like, I don't know. Because, again, like, we have no fucking idea. I think, like, again, I feel bad for the females because there's no way that 24 females are all, like, fucking, fuck that guy. Let's ruin his life. Like, again, if this is three women, I could could see, or one especially, that just got rubbed the room, maybe wanted to be the one that he settled down with and wanted to be the NFL wife. You know, and didn't get that. She, he just wanted a massage, and she wanted to ruin his life. I find it hard to believe that twenty-four women are doing that. So, 
Yeah, for women, man. I, I definitely feel it's bad hard. for Browns fans as well because they're caught in the middle of burning the bridge of their former franchise quarterback. They may be left without one and left without a first-round pick in a loaded quarterback class as well. So it's a messy situation to say the least, and I'm interested to see how it goes. Is Bryce Young in this quarterback class? Probably, yeah. if I had to guess. He will be um, – I don't remember who. I know it's no, a solid it's class. Who? boy, AR-15. Is he in his draft class? Mm-hmm. Damn. Time goes by fast when you're having fun. Emory will probably be in the draft class too, whether he gets picked or not. But we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, It's just something to keep your eyes on. Uh, We'll see what happens going forward. But is he? Yeah. Who? Deion Sanders. He's probably going to do one more year and be gone. All right. Well, before we dip out, preview next week. What's What's your top two? Best rap albums of all time. Oh damn! It's a loaded question to ask on the yeah, spot. It is. Um, top two rap albums of all time. Holy shit! I don't feel qualified to answer. To be honest with you, uh, I'm gonna make you answer. It's your, your it's your personal opinion. Um, uh, Illmatic. Been Reaper too. Um, but anyways, <laughs> so <on>. your favorite, <laughs> your personal. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good. That's a good ass answer. Mm. I don't know. I probably would. Have, well, I probably would have to say something like, <laughs> like, fucking. I don't even know. Like when I think of go albums, like that's my favorite album of all time. So I don't. Think there's anything I could compare with. It's just a timeless piece, but I don't really think it's like an album. I probably put like PS2 or Faces or Alpha Earl or any of those top tier lists of mine. Like I'd probably be. Oh, what you got? What well, albums that I've listened to, which again are not anywhere near probably what's the best of all time. Um. All Eyes on Me is a really good answer because that's one of the Tupac albums I feel like I've actually listened to a lot that I can throw in that conversation. Um, I don't feel like I've listened to Illmatic enough to put it up there or really any of Biggie stuff to put it up there. I would go with... Fuck. Um, I have no idea. Um, Bruh, you're not wrong, bro. It's your opinion. I say... But it's just, it's so difficult, because obviously I'm going to catapult somebody up there that shouldn't be, just because I haven't listened to everything I should have. My Dark Twisted Beautiful Fantasy might be up there. That's a good um, one. That's a good one. Like, like, as a studio album. I'll throw 2014 Four Sills Drive all the way up there. That's fine with me. Uh, uh, um, nah. Nah. I could probably. I'll put, I'll put Tupac Butterfly up there. That's where I would. That's your one, too? I'd be more one, too. All eyes on me and Tupac Butterfly. Again. It's all opinionated, but uh, conversation with two fuckers the outro. Yep. Excuse me, sorry guys. Yeah, that conversation. Damn. What would your two be? That shit. I love. I love the album, bro. Yeah, it's automatic. Automatic. Yeah. What's two? Of course. Paper trails by Ti. Okay. Okay. I like that. That's my favorite rapper from the south. For anybody else. Nineteen ninety nine. I bought two. Lucky. Yeah, nineteen ninety nine is up there. 
it's hard, like, deciphering, because, like, I can't really necessarily say anything from, like, pre-2005, personally, just because I wasn't, like, in the mindset to understand that yet. Like, I was, like, when I turned six, seven, my mom started putting me on music, like, huge Kanye West, a lot of Eminem, a lot of, like, rock and roll music, like, Five Finger, five finger Death Punch, a lot of, like, Nickelback. My mom had a different music taste. I think uh, it also bro. because my mom was in the military and a lot of people she around had a lot of different music tastes and shit, like getting the bloody back and forth with your companions. So you're like your your friends and peers, just like you build a different relationship. So like I can understand that, but when I was when I was growing up, my mom was a lot of the reason on my my listening, bruh. And she had King by T I Urban Legend, but Paper Trolls has always been one of my favorite albums. That 56 bars, boy. The intro. Uh, that's about like 2007, right? You said what? That's about like 2007, right? Eight. Yeah. That had that song with Rihanna and The Swagger Like Us, right? Duh. No, that was uh, Live Your Life. Yeah. On that one, on that one was live your life, <laughs> right? Me. Yeah. Yeah. That's on paper trails, right? Yeah, that's on paper trails. Swagger like us on there. Or Kanye. Yep. It's uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That shit's golden. That shit's crazy. That shit is crazy. Kanye gave that nigga that nigga went nuts. Until next week. Catch us again, man. Ashay Sanchez, Owen Burke. Smart Sanchez finale of season two coming up next week, man. So stay locked in. God damn, boy, I had to catch myself. I was going to say Z96.3. <laughs> <laughs> Promotion.